two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, 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 all right. Welcome everybody, it's Tuesday, August 2nd, this is the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all across the country, all across the globe, to be more specific, it's the, the Big X, is what you know it better as, we're here until 5.30 today, a lot to get to, Trevor Kelsey behind the glass, wearing the New Jersey Devils t-shirt today, uh, intern Jenna, not here today, so we have a chance of keeping the show just mildly vulgar and not uh, full on profane, like yesterday. I make no promises. We Neither one of us do. Well, well, I don't think I've seen the Dayton Flyers shirt before. You seen this one before? No, this is uh this is one of the shirts that like <laughs> um I don't recommend the diet, but like losing twenty five pounds in the last three months has allowed <laughs> me to start wearing again. You lost twenty five pounds in three months. Yeah, not not good, not not healthily, not uh, not the way that you want to be losing weight. I, I both I'm I both, I both feel bad for you and hate you at the same time. Well, I. I Trust me, the plan is not to keep losing weight. The plan is to eventually put some of this back on in the next year. But plenty to give to you, buddy. uh, Take take all you want, man. Help yourself. Bring a wheelbarrow if you need be. If we could share this, it would be nice. But I'm wasting away here, literally. But uh, yeah, but yeah, one of the only good things about the last four months has been the fact that there's t-shirts that I couldn't wear for a while that now I can wear again. Go well, that's cool. You're, is that what you do? You're bringing up the old go flyers. Go back to the old high school wardrobe. And some, those, and some of the ones that like I I can't wait to start bringing up the stuff that's not even in style anymore. You're like, hey, but it fits again. My like, 14 year old state tournament T-shirt back in <laughs> back in play. Get it back in drawer number one. You can't come in here wearing a high school jersey again. Pretty much. Well, the high school stuff still does because I haven't grown since like sixth grade. Do you so. have the St. Matthew's Little League jerseys T-shirt still? Those actually do still fit me. <laughs> You're lying. I know that for a fact. Yeah, my all-star jersey, my 12 year old all-star shirt fits me very well. If I pulled out my St. Matthew shirt, I don't think I could wear it as a sock. I it does not surprise <laughs> me. But you were like me too. You were an early peaker. Like you, you were a large like seventh eighth grader. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was the largest. I was the, I was I wore twenty. I think or twenty one in St. Matthew because I had the highest number because it was uh-huh. the two X's. Yeah. So there you go. Did you get distracted by something there? A little bit. I thought you. Oh, I thought you just said more of a story. <laughs> you would think no, but no, <laughs> that's, I know. That's Normally fine. yes, but no. In this case. That's it. We got plenty to get to today. We have uh, Louisville Media Day is going on. Uh, I, I was going to say as we speak, but I think that Scott Satterfield and company are taking the podium at about 3.30. 
We'll see if something interesting is said there. Uh, we've got new rankings to get to. CBS ranked all 131 FBS football teams. Louisville's schedule looking very, very tough according to these rankings. We'll talk about where the cards are and where some of their opponents are for the season. Uh, I've got a must-have recruit for the 2027 class that we have to get to. I don't care what Satterfield's done this year. I don't care what he's doing next year. If he doesn't get this kid who's going into high school this season, I was gonna say, then be, he's done. That'll be eighth grader, right, this year? It Just graduated eighth grade. He's about to start his freshman year of high school. Uh-oh. If Satterfield doesn't land this kid, I'm done with him. I'm done with him in five years. So I'll put that out there. Also, good news on the men's basketball front. We've been looking for some good men's basketball news. We got a guard? Well, kind of. Kind of. Uh Uh, We'll talk about that. We'll get into all that good stuff. But first, uh, first of all, recapping yesterday, I I don't think I've gotten more of a reaction on anything (laughs) with this show. Very few things than Jenna so innocently yesterday, having no idea that she couldn't say the S word. Did you go back and listen to it, by the way? I didn't. But she, like, I just remember her saying, like, she just so matter-of-factly said it like it was no big deal. And then the reaction, the fallout afterwards was so lovely. Um, my mom texted me today. She's at the she's at the doctor's office. Like She's waiting. And like the nurse technician who was talking to her was like, I have to ask, are, are you Mike Rutherford's mom? And she goes, yeah. And she goes like, I love, I follow him on Twitter. He's got the cutest kids. I listen to the radio show all the time. Uh, have him tell Jenna that it's okay. Not, not to, not to, I was like, that's wonderful because mom had heard the show. I think she kind of, she didn't actually hear what we were talking about, but she'd heard us discussing uh, what had happened. But so that was funny from yesterday. But the amount of people who just enjoyed the show yesterday made me, it, it tickled me. That's what, that's how you kick off the first day of August. That's how you kick off the first football month of the year, right? Jenna acts like she thought it was okay, but when you listen to her the way she says it, it was like a kid seeing him to tell you get away with something. <laughs> like she's like, bleep. <laughs> and it's like, you can fill in the blank. But I was like, I went back and I was like, because I thought that's what I first thought of when I first heard her say it. And I went back and listened. And I was like, she did. She like eases into it. Like she was testi- testing the wall. We like, both were just like, whoa. I mean, you're, you're, you're a papa. I mean, you know, Virginia probably does that too, where she's like testing yes. you and just kind of. Just, you know, am I kidding? She just looks at me, though, when she yeah. knows. She, she's dead giveaway. Like, when she's doing something, and she, she's like, she'll give me this, like, side eye and, like, kind of smile a little bit. I'm like, well, then you, I, you're giving away the fact that you know this is wrong, that you know you're not supposed to be doing this. And, and, and don't give me the idiot. There's no way Jenna didn't know she weren't allowed to say that. I, mean, I, gen- I genuinely think she didn't know you could say that. Couldn't say that. We've never said it on this airway. So I was, after the show, I went home. We took the kids and the dog for a walk around the block, and Mary was like, I don't understand. She's like, I, I'm kind of with. Like, I don't understand why you can't say that word, but you can say "damn." And I'm like, did you not watch cable TV at all growing up? Like, did you, well, did, George Carlin, thirty or no, it's forty years ago. Nineteen seventy-two is when that came out. Forty years ago, he put the ground rule down on what you can and can't say. I've never seen that bit. I know that we got a text about it. I just know watching TV growing up taught me what I can and cannot say. Damn, very okay. You could you read it. It's in it's printable everywhere without having to do like any sort of dash. Autocorrect uses it. <laughs> Autocorrect's fine. Now damn it gets a little bit little nah. bit dicey. And then GD's a no no. We yeah. know that. But the S word obviously there are two obvious ones. The S word and the F word. You can't do it. Yes. And Mary's like, oh, I don't understand why that's where I'm like I'm like, I'm not here to debate the semantics here. I'm not, I'm just letting you know this is the way that the FCA FCC looks at it. This is the way that we've all known this setup has been our entire lives. By the way, those seven words, two of them I think you can get away with now. Okay. See, again, I'm not familiar with the bit. One is another word for PP. Okay. Uh, even saying, you can get away with them. I'm not saying that. I tried to say that one time and got reprimanded. Would, if, it, if it's the D word. No, no. It, uh, I, 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 I used it in reference to Johnny Manziel no, multiple no, times. No, no, no. Actual PP. Oh. 
The, like, P, the P word. Yeah. P.I. Yes. Okay. And the I other, said I'm bleeped off on the, on the show a couple times. I think so, too, yeah. yeah. And the other one is the uh, the word that begins with T that's another word for boobs. Okay. Yeah, that seems like a no-no. I think, yeah, because you got to go boobs, right? Yeah, I don't think that's okay. You can say boobs. No, no but the T word. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you could. I say any other euphemism is probably off. But outside those two, all the rest still, yeah, definite no-nos. Yeah, for sure. A couple of them especially big no-nos. <laughs> One, one of them you can't you can't you can't even say in private. <laughs> it just reminds me of the, the John Mulaney bit where he's talking about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're comparing the, the, fact, the severity yeah. of two words and you won't even say one of the words, <laughs> that one's the worst one. Which is exactly right. But anyways, uh, fun show yesterday. If you if you don't know what we're talking about, go back. The podcast is out there. You'll enjoy it. Uh, we're on until 525 today. We've got Louisville Bats back in action today. Uh, 635 will be the coverage. 705 will be the first pitch between uh, the end of our show. And then we've got Cardinal Insider with Jody Demling. Who are the Bats playing today? I know they lost. They snapped their 17-game winning streak on Sunday against the Columbus I forget, Clippers. because they've got Iowa next week on the road. Iowa Cubs are back. So that's Huge how, following. Yeah, of course. I'll let you look it up real quick because I'm, I'm been. I can never, the, the bat schedule. It's tough to find on the website. They play Indianapolis tonight. Okay, so they're playing Indianapolis. And then tomorrow, just program note: there's a doubleheader in the middle of the day, so we will yep. not be on the air. So we will be off on Wednesday. Yep, Spears will be out too. We got a pre- no Spears on sports. Yeah, because pregame starts at twelve thirty-five, so he's out. Um, then first pitch at one oh five. It's a seven inning game. So I would say, yeah, second game should start around the time our, our show starts about three, I would say. Okay, so that's uh, so just put it in your heads, programming note, no show tomorrow. Thursday, Friday, we're back from uh, three to five. I think those will all be two and a half hour shows. Yeah. And then we've all, I mean, the bats. Next week we're full time. We are. Because they, they're in Iowa playing, at 7.38. Yep, yep. All the games are like eight o'clock starts. It's weird times. And then yeah. the week after that, we'll get Nick Curran back on. It's the homestand. Omaha's in town. Dog Day at the park. People love it. That's coming back. Love Dog Day at the park. But those are early games that week too, so we're gonna have, we'll have to work around we'll that. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, it was MLB trade uh, deadline today, and we like talking about our favorite teams at the beginning of the show before we get to the Louisville stuff sometimes. But the the Jays finally did they make a move? I had, finally I made a little bit of a move. I hadn't been paying attention. You haven't seen the Juan Soto stuff? Any of the- I saw the Juan Soto. Oh, I saw Hader. Hader went to the Padres. Oh, yeah. Soto went to the Padres, too, didn't he? Yeah. And they got, like, the Nationals did not get much in return. I mean. <laughs> Eric Hosmer also has the, I think, still has the ability. I think the fact they don't have to pay him now $500 million a year is. Well, it's <laughs> the be- well, I mean, not really. Like, they, the Hosmer thing, he has that no trade clause, and he, like, could ruin this entire deal. Eric Hosmer, who has sucked <laughs> for, the, uh, for the pods, and now he's going to potentially go to a loser. But yeah, I mean, loser. Not only do you get maybe the best young talent that baseball has seen in like a decade, if you're the Padres, you get rid of Hosmer and that awful contract and pawn it off on the Nats. They still got Machado in them, don't they? They've got Machado. They, they've I got mean, uh, Tatis. They've got still. Fernando Tatis. They've, I mean, they're loaded. Now they, the um, the trade for Hader seems even like more of a big deal. Did the Padres yeah. finally win a World Series? I'm kind of rooting for them. They have a, they have a loyal fan base. San Diego always seems like a cool city. Yeah, they, I kind of like the pod. They, they, Their they, management's awesome they, too. They got the Chargers stolen from them. They did. They they had the Clippers at one time taken from them. I did not know that. That was in '84, I want to say. So it's been a while, but you know. And the Padres, I guess, haven't been to a World Series since what '96, '95. What is that? What the year they they upset the uh, Braves? What? Well, they played the... They, they lost, lost the Yankees. They lost the Yankees. Was that that long ago? I was thinking that, yeah. was, like the, I was, thinking that was like the 2000s. They, the last the only two World Series I know they've been to was 84 and 96, I think. 84 is when they beat the Cubs. Yeah, 84. There was and a they, Mr. And Belvedere and episode and about they, that. And they lost to the, the Tigers. 
A Webster episode, I mean. That was uh, Jack Morris and Kirk Gibson, Tigers. And then they, 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 ups, they, they upset the Braves in NLCS and lost to the Yankees. In 98. 98, Yankees, okay, yeah. okay. I was thinking it was early 96, my bad. I think that's awful. That's when they started wearing those, like, camo uniforms. But uh, that was a cool that was a cool thing, I remember, because, one, I, you know, I'm not a Braves fan, and, B, the Padres, no one gave them a chance to win that series. Yeah, no, I'm with you. No one gave them a chance to win the World Series either, and that came true. Like, I think I got swept by the Yankees, if I'm not mistaken. They lost 4-1. to one. Close, No, that was a blowout. So, yeah, they, they – I mean, the Padres are just kind of – I mean, yeah, they're one of those franchises that are, I mean, if you, especially if you're a big-time Padres fan, you're due, man. I mean, you talk about the Reds being, I mean, you talk about as a Reds fan, they're, at least you have a World Series. Well, I mean, the Padres have also, they've been in the playoffs a decent amount. They haven't done nothing, though. Still, it's being in the playoffs. The Reds can't do anything. Have they even made it to, the, like, the uh, ALC, ALCS anytime soon since 98? I mean... They had good teams in like the early 2000s. I know. I don't know if they won a series. I don't know if they did. Either. They won the division. I know a couple of times. You know, the Texans are the only team in the NFL never to make a championship series game. Did not know that. They're also the youngest team, though. There you go. Uh, but the, the your Jays got the they got the the shortstop from the Marlins, Jordan Groshans. Why? I mean, at least they're doing something. They, they need a shortstop. Not really. I mean, I guess. Well, they just traded a couple of. Uh, um, they picked up, well, I guess, yeah, because they did, I mean, they, they moved, yeah, because I guess we did lose uh, Marcus Semyon for last year. I mean, they, I, I, we replaced I, well, him I got with that back. They traded Groshans, the Blue Jays did, for for a couple of relievers to the Marlins. Oh, the pitch, the starter? The shortstop. Oh, okay. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah. For for what they get? Uh, two relievers from the Marlins. What did I tell you yesterday they needed? Bullpen. They do. All they needed was bullpen. I was okay. That man, I thought that was okay. Yeah, Grishon. Yeah, he was a he's a double A guy. I mean, he might have been triple A this year, but yeah. Zach Pop is the big guy that they got from the Marlins. Okay, and then somebody else. I'll trust Anthony Toronto. Bass. I'm hoping Willard T. Bass. You <laughs> <laughs> even hope you get that reference? I do. I like. It. <laughs> I think you're one of the only few people that get you, me, and Mary might be the only three that get that Pretty reference. Much, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but that was the. Again, the the trade deadline is really not the trade deadline. What, you know, yeah. That's just, so I mean, it ends technically. What the deadline ends today? What are you doing on your phone? Is what this, do you think is, I'm is, doing? Is this Cardinal Insider coming course, late? Yeah, I could always tell when you're distracted. You're like, you're what look- if you're the one pulling your mic away from you over here? You're looking kind of upset. You're like, you're, like, you're, you're f- way too focused on your phone. <laughs> I'm literally almost done too. I'm, I'm I'm mixing it down now. I'm ready to bring it over. I'm so I'm almost finished. Okay, but I'm just uh, yeah. I'm just what I can't. What do I need to like? Intended to stare at you and uh, while, while kind of, well, I can just always tell when you're like not you're not fully there you're not fully Trevor <laughs> you're also you're not interrupting. I sound as much. normal a little bit. Yeah, I'm coming off like a normal conversation here. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just going in three different ways and 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 losing track of my of my train of thought and no. You're more focused when you're focused on something else. <laughs> That's why I'm so good at Madden. Now I believe that you can play video games and watch movies. I, I finally believe I'm it. So good. But again, again, like I said, I just I determine the movie by how much it affects my Madden game. There you go. Uh, if you have thoughts today, hit us up on the Thornton's text line as always. The number 502-414-1450. Reminding you again to Thornton's uh, Summer Cash Bash still going on. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member today, go ahead and change that. Download the app. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's going to give you a chance to be one of their uh, many winners this summer because they're giving away 10K at the end of every single week to a Refreshing Rewards member who's enrolled in the Summer Cash Bash program. And then at the end of the summer, they're giving away a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. You can also get enrolled in the Refreshing Rewards program by texting REWARDS, all caps, to 80313 today. Very easy way to make that happen. 
We love the text line. We love Alex Cupper. He's a Sugar Bowl champion, for God's sake. We love Kelly Leonardo as well. We love Thornton's. We love the text line. 502-414-1450. We love you, Mike Rutherford. What did you do last night, buddy? Um, I mean, not much. Walked the... There's walk. nothing to do with no sports on, is there? No, we walked the dogs. I had to... Short of baseball, but we, you know... We recently got our deck and, like, fences painted, and, like, we had to take all the patio furniture off the deck, so I... Put that back up there. Very exciting Monday night. The Rutherford household <laughs> got the kids ready for bed. Went to bed. That was it. Was awesome. Uh, slow down, man. A little bit more detail in there. Mean, incredible. It was yeah. riveting. I mean, you asked. There's nothing fun going on. I mean, seriously. There. What? What is? What was more exciting night? That or me sitting around watching six straight hours of season one of Game of Thrones again? Why are you rewatching Game of Thrones? Because the new the new spinoff comes out at the end of this month. I'm I'm thought, d- I'm gonna... I mean, I'm, you're like the one person who's not done with Game of Thrones. It's over. It's funny because I, I, I was the least, I was the last one on the bandwagon too, right? They ruined it. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, but but the first few seasons are so great. They are, but I like, see, I can't do that. I, I if I know the ending of a movie or the ending of a show sucks, you can't rewatch something. I can't. No, I can't get into it. Like, because I, I know I'm going to be let down. I need. I'm that type of person. I, I need a fitting end. I need closure. And if I know, because like, people talk about, they, they always say Good you would get. Mary doesn't have that attitude going in the well, room with you. <laughs> yeah. They always say you would love Deadwood, the show on HBO, the old show. And I, I know it got canceled abruptly after like two or three seasons. Yeah. And so I don't want to start it because I, 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 I need a fitting ending. I mean, thankfully I'm not you. Otherwise, I'd be more mad at you for Breaking Bad. So, I mean. Well, again, <laughs> like if you watch that show, like it's the most, like it had to happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean. Watch the show. I, I need to start watching well, I don't, Call Saul because everybody was going crazy. I don't want to watch it now. Someone spoiled the ending for me. Walter White dies. He's dead. I mean, we're riddled with bullet holes. I'm, I'm, I mean, you, the gen, we're two, Blood days, two straight cursing days here in a second. Out of his lifeless body as he stares at the ceiling. That's, But that's not even like the end of the show. Like You just know what's going to happen in the last episode. You just do. Sorry. It's been off, for like, it's been off the air for like 12 years. Get over it. You had a long time to watch it. You're a walking boner. Daenerys Targaryen <laughs> turns heel. <laughs> I mean, burns up a whole lot of people. I don't. I don't want to know that. <laughs> Rob, talking about the cute little Rob hottie. Stark dead. <laughs> Shocking. Dead. A lot of Starks dead. A lot of dead Starks in that show. I think did, you and I don't think we had this discussion on KRC one day. It was it was somewhat a debate. But I don't think we ever had it on this show, and, and it, it's kind of appropriate now because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm restarting the beginning. I'm at the early scenes, and I'm, as we know, like the children, especially for example, Arya, is like what, like twelve years old when it starts. Very young. But by the time it gets to the end, she's like twenty-one. You mean the actress? The actress. Yes. Or character in general, yeah. But the actress. So we had this discussion one time: Is Arya hot? And it, but and it got to like, it, can you can can you consider her hot? Because I don't want to have this conversation on the air. This is a, because because when you're watching stupid. her when you're watching her in season seven, season eight, I mean she, it's okay to think so. But you watch this as she was a little girl. Yeah, I mean no, I'm. <laughs> and this is this is the bottom of the barrel. It's August second. We don't need to dip this low for is this is this chick hot or is this chick not hot? Come well, on. no, I'm not saying. She, first of all, she also did pose in a date and flyer sweatshirt one time. Pig, a chick. Don't call Arya chick. She's got the best, the most body count anybody on the show. Okay, no, don't don't take her. Oh, she does. No, I mean the Night King. Yeah, but the Night King doesn't count. Those are like sloppy second that's kills killing anyway. Lots of people. Killing lots of people. Yeah, but that's that's like that's like second tier stuff. I mean, does the dragon? He didn't actually do anything. He just like raises his arm. I mean, that didn't actually that doesn't count. Dragons killed a lot of people. Yeah, maybe burned up lots of people. 
Maybe. Whole city's gone. We don't have counts on that. I would uh, also say Cersei killed more people than Arya. I think Arya's listed as number one though. When you like, if you like, Google, she's at like twelve thousand something. I don't fact check that. She's the badass from Bravos, man. Yeah, whatever. And she's hot. Show's dead to me. I mean, so <laughs> I'm assuming you look down on Gentry for for hitting it. No. <laughs> okay. No. The one of the, the <laughs> speaking of like Game of Thrones just going. Are downhill, you happy getting better, Trevor? Now. This is the Trevor you wanted? Not really. Go back to your go back, uh, yeah, yeah. Go back no. to handling the Cardinal. No, no, no. You wanted Trevor. So you got Trevor, no, buddy. Go, go back to doing the Cardinal inside. <laughs> Would you sleep with Arya? <laughs> go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Uh Texter says intern Jenna kind of owns Trevor and I'm here for it. She kind of does. How does she own me? Now I like that it's out there because you're gonna get upset about it. Well, I know I'm not upset. I'm just curious on like about what, what definition do you mean by she owns me? She calls you out on stuff. I like it. It's good. I like when Jenna's here. She has, she, she has a nice dynamic to the show. Okay. Texas, what was that Texan stat? I believe Trevor said that they're the only NFC team to not play in an NFC championship game or AFC team to play in, in a, a conference, in a conference, championship, conference game. championship game, yes. Which is a wild stat. And somebody goes, well, the Browns haven't. Remember, the Browns history paused and continued. They played 86-87. There you go. Texas, the Padres have at least tried for 10 years. They have that over the Cincinnati where you're going to go. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, they've clearly tried. I mean, you, you sign Machado for what they did, like $300 million. Somebody You go out and get Soto. You, I mean, you, you, they have tried. They for and, sure have. Yeah, they're, they're giving it their, all their go. Somebody made a, p- a point that uh, I wish I'd saved the tweet because I wanted to show it to you because it kind of goes with what you were saying yesterday. Like, the Padres are a small market franchise. They, they, they re- don't have that much money compared to the big wigs. And they were looking at all the spending that they've – like, all the moves they've made, like, all the effort they've made, and they're like – there's no excuse. Like, like any franchise can do this. Like, like you know, these owners have enough money to at least make these moves to try. Oh yeah. Some of them just don't want to. I.e. the Castellinis with the Reds. Yep. Like they're just they're not going to show up that money. They're not. And it's why Nick Castellanos, the first thing he said when he had his first interview as a, um, a Philly, was like, "You guys have a great owner. It seems like he's committed to at least trying to win championships, and you guys should be happy about that." Like just openly calling out the Reds franchise for not even trying. Yeah. Here's the tweet: The Padres are doing this. They've acquired Soto, Machado, Hayter, Darvish, and extended Tatis. Don't buy the small market blues from other teams. Anyone with an owner interested in winning can do this, which is kind of the point that you were making yesterday. Maybe well, I, mean, I probably should give it more credit. San Diego's not even. I, I don't know if I sound a small market. I mean, smaller. They're they're middle of the pack for sure. I mean, they're not in the upper. I mean, I would put them probably about middle actually. San Diego's not that small of a market. I would. I think Milwaukee might be a little smaller. Cincinnati's obviously smaller. Um. I don't know if I'd put Minnesota. I mean, they've got all four major sports teams there. I mean, it's kind of hard to call it a small market. But San Diego's low. They're 27th. Are they really? Yeah. I mean, if you go by, I mean, yeah, if you go by the idea of, you know, professional teams, they're the only one there. So, I mean. Which does kind of surprise me. That would put them, I mean, like I said, they have lost their NBA and NFL teams. They are. But, if you're looking at just MLB, they're 26th in terms of market size. The only four smaller markets are Milwaukee, Tampa Bay, Tampa. Oakland, and Kansas City. I mean, Oakland's obvious. And know. they're not trying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they, they... The Reds are 25th, for those wondering. They're right ahead of them. Right ahead of San Diego. And San Diego just has, like, what, three $400 million contracts on their roster? And they're cool as hell. Like, their ballpark's awesome. Their management yeah. rules. Like, they're just... They're fun. Their fan base seems... I mean, you, you make enough money on prob- on revenue sharing and, and TV sharing and all that good stuff. You can... Insider trading. You can spend money. If you, when you're not spending any money at all, i.e. Oakland, Cincinnati... Probably Kansas City to a degree, and even Kansas City has, got, has in the past, has, has dished out a, a contract here or there. They won the World Series a few years ago. Yeah, I mean they did that with some of the guys they brought up, but I mean even then, they a lot still, of Reds on that team. Yeah, I mean 
But I mean, even then, they, I mean, in the past, they've, you know, I'm, I mean, I know showing a little date here, but they re-signed David Cohn like four times after they traded him at the trade deadline every time. They just bring him right back for a big contract and then trade him again two years later for prospects. They did that for all through the 90s. So, I mean, they, that's, if you're not spending money and you're being cheap, i.e. Cincinnati and Oakland, mm-hmm. you're just, all you're doing is wanting to pad your profit margin. Yeah, sure feels like it. That's all they're doing. Where are you going to go? Um, Where are you going to go? <laughs> are you going to go Oakland? I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's... God. I mean, for Oakland... I hate the Castellanos. I mean, for Oakland, I've been on this a small while. market. They're like the stepchild in their own little in their own city because the San Francisco is right across the bay. Yeah, I mean, poor Oakland. Um, <laughs> MC Hammer never had a chance. Syracuse, uh, I just saw this. Texture sent in that Syracuse quarterbacks out for the year. It's, I just looked it up. It's actually their backup quarterback. Uh, redshirt freshman, <laughs> freshman Justin Lamson will not play this year. Significant for one, for two reasons, according to Brent Axe. One, Lamson apparently had a great spring. And two, one with the other, the backup always seems to play for Syracuse football, which is a very true statement. But is it? <laughs> Garrett Schrader, I mean, Garrett Schrader? He's a starting quarterback. I was going to say, okay, yeah. Not good. Not good. I mean, he was bad last year. We saw how he played. They're going to be a run-heavy team again. But not having a backup is is, is not ideal. I mean, we've seen that happen before. Texas says... Um, yeah, we're living it. Texas why are top <laughs> recruits consistently committing to Oregon? I did see that Dana Allman landed another five-star prospect. And he was a kid that Louisville had targeted. And a certain segment of the fan base is upset with Kenny Payne again today because we're not getting players. But... I mean, Oregon's always going to – Oregon's gotten Oregon's prospects for a long time. The Nike, Phil Knight, money. Like, they – Dana Alm is a hell of a coach. And when they don't get guys, they just get transfers. So, they've recruited well over the years. Should they be out recruiting Louisville? No. But – Well, not every – not – but, I mean, they – For they, the they, moment. For the time being. If you both go out there five guys and they get one, maybe even two of them, that's not, a, like, a end-of-the-world situation. It's uh, Kwame Evans, the number two prospect overall in the updated ESPN rankings in 2023 – He's headed to Oregon. It's the third straight class with a five-star prospect for Dan Allman and the Ducks. Not bad. Think this is really more interesting than, than the, my Arya. Is she or is she not hot? Yes. Debate? Okay. It is. Texas Trevor, do you like the movie Gremlins? <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't like Gremlins? Gremlins, Gremlins is, is awesome. Gremlins 2 even better. I know you disagree. Gremlins 2, yeah. I mean, it's just I a, like it's it. a cornier version. It is. But I it's like cartoony. It. It's cornier. But man, Gremlins one, Phoebe Cates. I, I mean, I love Phoebe Cates, obviously too. So I mean, she's in Gremlins two too. Is she in Gremlins two? Yeah, I was thinking she wasn't. Not as prominently, but she's in there. Both her and the, her boyfriend are in there. And Gremlins two is all business stuff. Because Gremlins one is is not as much kid friendly. Gremlins one's might. dark. It is. It's, it's it's creepy. It's it's it's. I wouldn't call it a horror movie, but it's it has moments. It is. Yeah, it's on that border. Like, are you afraid of the dark level of like? You know, kind of not really scary, but probably a little too scary for depending on your age. And my age, especially at the time, was like maybe five or six. But yeah, Gremlins Two is more cartoony. It's more we're 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 looking to sell these these toys now. I mean, yeah, like like they they kill an elderly woman, almost destroy an entire town. Like it's very much. It's, well, the elderly woman, they they shoot her off the stairwell. The, yeah, she shoots up that thing. dead. Yeah. What just spoiling everything today? Well, they they kill the, they kill the doctor, the, uh, the 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 science teacher as well. They yeah, kill, they kill a bunch of people in that one. Yeah, people dying, gremlins. <laughs> That's what they do. Oh, Great people. Christmas is gremlins the best Christmas movie of all time. I mean, it's a Christmas movie. Let's talk about it. Um, Die Hard's not, but gremlins is. Texas says, "Are you going to watch the Game of Thrones prequel, Mike? They are going off source material and not making it themselves. No, I'm not going to. 
Why are you just gonna like stand your ground and not watch? I'm it? dumped because I, I'm out. I'm, so if I come on this, I'm show, out the whole franchise until I come on this George show, R. R. Martin finishes the books. I'm out in the entire franchise. <laughs> if I come in here and spoil the show, you're gonna get mad at me. No, I don't care. Benny Off and Weiss ruined the, everything. Who did? The writers. Oh, the, well, yeah. Okay. Why? Weiss yeah, and David Weiss. Benioff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they suck. He's no. He's no DB Cooper. Texas says the Big X 1450 and MA 14. <laughs> Sorry, it should be TB 14. <laughs> Texas says, uh, if we're having the is she hot or not conversations, then Trevor can rank the damn Mary movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I got to bring up that, that text. Do you want me to rank the Mary movies? No. We don't need to do that right now. I've seen most of them. Some of them I haven't seen. I'll tell you right now, Love and Basketball's last. Um, the red, the new red trade. <laughs> hey, guess who they're looking to trade some guys to? <laughs> there's, nobody, there's no way anybody's left there. Unbelievable. The Mariners are focused on a blockbuster deal that will send Red Stars Brandon Jury and Tyler Mallory to the Mariners for Jared Kalenic, who we once had, uh, Adam Macko, Cade Marlowe, Jared Bryce Clint, Miller. Did he play at Louisville? He was signed with Louisville. Okay, okay, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, we, yeah. Said we almost we almost had him. Oh, okay. When you said I was thought you were meaning the Red Sorry, first, so yeah, sorry. Uh, he was originally signed with Louisville. Yeah, drafted out of high school, did not come here, and cash considerations that would give the Reds an extra ten million dollars. I mean, do we not have like anybody else's phone number? <laughs> Is this one of those situations like in high school where like you know you used to have to try to find out where guys were going for parties and you just didn't have people's phone numbers? Imagine if they made your all your all's off season right now a movie like draft day. It'd be so boring. It'd just be filling the phone with the Seattle guys. Look, we're comfortable with what we've got here. We know we know the Mariners. We like the Mariners. Well, what do you got left? We're not straying anywhere from there. I'm surprised you haven't got like a, like a free supply of Starbucks to the locker room at this point. Texas says, and this is actually. I wasn't going to bring this up because I've already been kind of painted as this Kenny Payne hater, your anti anti Kenny Payne. But Texas has it surprised you that Kenny Payne hasn't made any sort of statement about the Eastern Kentucky flooding? And I'll be perfectly honest, it has. Like I didn't thought about it, but that's me, I guess. Yeah. You've got like I'm not saying you have to be mobilized. Like John Calipari is great in these situations. I will give him credit. Like he's when disasters have happened across the state. He and his teams always get together and they do some sort of giant fundraiser. And they've been acting immediately. They're selling T-shirts. They're having a an open practice that fans can attend for a price with all the proceeds going to Eastern Kentucky flood relief, um, like all this stuff. And he's been at the forefront of this from day one, which is understandable. I mean, Kentucky is the the state's team. Like a lion's share of the people affected by all this, I would assume, are UK fans. Having said that, I would have expected Kenny Payne to at least put out a statement by this time. He put out a statement for uh, Bill Russell dying. Did he? Has not said anything for and, and I don't think that this is – like I think Kenny Payne's probably one of those head coaches, like most of them, who doesn't control his own social media. Um, and so this is probably something where somebody needs to be in his ear. Maybe this is the the effect of having Kenny Klein off the job already, is somebody probably <laughs> needs to be in his ear and like, hey, let's, let's get a statement out there. But to answer the texture's question, yeah, I was a, a little surprised that we haven't heard just like a – yeah, our thoughts are with. Him. I assumed he had. I mean, I think most. But he doesn't. Have. But I mean, like you say, he doesn't control his own Twitter I, account. I probably. would assume he doesn't. Yeah, I, most I, people don't. He probably seems like one of the coaches that just would not. But anyways, I'm sure. I would expect we'll get something at some point. But to answer the text, I was yeah a little bit surprised. All right, we gotta go to break. When we come back, uh, we'll get into this list of the uh, ranking all the college football teams. We'll also talk about a guy who's now fully healthy. We can talk about him with Louisville basketball. We'll get into that coming up. We'll get into that at the break. Before we do, reminding you about our friends over at Shady Rays. It's the summer of Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Check out that website. They've got all sorts of uh, deals on sunglasses every single day. So many brands, so many styles, so many different 
looks that Shady Rays offers. And when you check out, if you use the promo code Big X, it's going to save you 15%. I and mean, this website's unreal. I also, did, I, I don't know if you realize this. I don't think I realized it until recently that Shady Rays is a local company. So if you love, supporting- I heard that, yeah. I mean, their ads are everywhere now. I just kind of assumed it was a national deal. But if you love local, support Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. And if you love uh, trying to make the world a better place, support Shady Rays because a portion of every uh, sale they make goes to feed the hungry in America. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX. Use it this summer. All right, we'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the stuff that I was just (laughs) discussing, the CBS list, and also a Louisville basketball player getting the all clear to resume court activity. All that coming up after the break here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. I know you have no frame of reference, but I, I, I can't hear this song and think of anything else. Nope. If you've seen MacGruber, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's all I can say. Uh, welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show. I refuse to watch MacGruber. <laughs> We've got, I'm not ruining anything. I'm only making it the experience better for you if you do actually watch it. I only watch MacGyver. We've got Scott Satterfield going. Uh, he's on the mic right now at Louisville Media Day. He did, kind of ironically since we were just talking about it, uh, open up his remarks with uh, wishing the best for the the victims of the flooding in eastern Kentucky. Oh, there could be a Game of Thrones reference. <laughs> he did not. He did not share his thoughts on Arya Stark, <laughs> but he did talk about that. He then got into uh, conversations about the schedule, which I, I hate. To, it's such a nitpicky thing, but I heard him get asked this question at ACC Media Day a couple of weeks ago. He was asked about, you know, you're starting the season off with uh, with two conference games. You got to be ready to go right off the bat. And he's like, yeah, you do. And then his today in his in his comments, he's like, you got to be ready to go from from day one when you're starting the season off with two conference games. You got to be ready to roll. And I just want, I'm like, we don't start the season off with two conference games. We, <laughs> we play Syracuse and then UCF and then Florida State after that. So I hope you have to be ready to roll if two of your three first games are conference games. So well, maybe he forgot what conference were. I mean, maybe he leaked something like that we're going to know about later on that. You know, Central Florida will be part of our conference at some point. Oh, I love the conspiracy yeah, angle. Maybe that's what he was thinking at. I like that. Uh, but Satterfield, we'll talk about his comments coming up a little bit later. Maybe we can play some of that. Don't get your hopes up. Um, <laughs> I can just read it in his voice if you like. At some point uh, during the show. I guess we could play the, the press conference right now if people wanted to hear that. But I mean, we could, all, I, we could have you just read the quotes in Mickey Mouse voice. That's kind of what's probably going to happen. That's more likely to happen than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Read the last. What was the last Tim Sullivan tweet? I saw the quote. Read that in Mickey Mouse voice. For I'm me. not. I can't read Tim Sullivan tweets. <laughs> I just have to read them in Tim Sullivan's voice. When asked about the schedule, uh, ACC Satterfield says it's wide open for someone to take. Why not us? Did he really say that? Yeah. Uh, Louisville coach Scott Satterfield was asked about four-star wide receiver Devon Mortimer status. Says it's still unknown. We should get some clarity <clears> about <throat> that in the next couple of weeks. Not great. Mortimer. More wrong voice. Mortimer. <laughs> Mickey's want, cousin is Mortimer Mouse. I want all that. I want all Satterfield quotes from Mickey Mouse voice now. Satterfield says D. Wiggins has had as good of a summer as anybody. <laughs> I mean, you can even read bad news in his, 
It makes you smile when you hear it in a Mickey Mouse. I, no, I like this. I mean, come on. Via Mark Blankenbecker, I like this because it's kind of a shot. He says his wide receivers right now are better than they were a year ago. Uh, I mean, eat at Jordan Watkins, eat at Tyler Harrell, uh, eat at Justin Marshall. Like he, he's coming. But out. Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we just setting ourselves for another? Probably. Hey, Juan Pass, our offense is better than it was last year. Let's not go that far. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've been down this road before. I feel like. Can I also say, like in hindsight, I feel like the fans inspired that one more than like I feel like Petrino was kind of going because that became the narrative afterward was as much as we loved Lamar because. 2017 season was a little bit of a disappointment. Not that it was, if you look at the numbers, at all Lamar Jackson or anybody else on that offense's fault. No. But the fans were like, I think that this we may it might help the defense playing in a more traditional style where we're you know run past balance and it's uh, it looks like old school Bobby Ball and I think Pacino kind of went along with that. And the entire time I was like, you people are insane. Like we just had a generational talent. Look at these numbers. If we don't win games, it's not because it was Lamar Jackson's fault or the style of play's fault. It's because we had a defense that just absolutely quit uh, at the end of 2016 and then never got started in 2017 because they hired like a 30-year-old who had no business having that job. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. He's never coming on the show now. What is it with this show and defensive coordinators, man? We just are angry. At that. I don't think that's us. I think that's the defensive coordinators. <laughs> it's not us. It's you. <laughs> we had Peter. We had Peter Sermon on the show like right after he got hired, and I just. It's one of those that you can never say at the time, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, this guy does not sound like he knows what he's talking about. Like, because I, like, I was like, your only other time running a defense, like the numbers at Mississippi State were not good, and I'm, I'm like, no. you guys were like 89th in the country in total defense. I was like, can you, what can you tell the fans that are a little bit worried about that, uh, that would maybe put their minds at ease that this is not going to be the same thing? And the answer he gave, I can't begin to tell you what it was, but it did not put me at ease at all. <laughs> it made you more. In fact, I was I left the interview scared even more. He was like, "We had some guys get hurt," and I was like, "Did you though?" Like, oh, like I was just like, "This may not go great," and lo- it did not. And then we hired Brian McCorder a year later, who was somehow even worse. Incredible. <laughs> wow. Guess what? <laughs> it hasn't got, it's not getting any better. It's, well, it's better than that, at least that, no. which is the lowest bar possible to clear. That's like taking. <laughs> it's like walking over a piece of paper. We're coming in sixth out of a seventh man race. Let's talk about these. Since Satterfield's talking about the schedule and how difficult it is, let's talk about the CBS. They ranked all 131 FBS teams going into the season. Um, they've done, they did this a few months ago. They updated it after all the moving and shaking of the transfer portal and guys getting hurt and guys not getting hurt. Um, for stars, where do you think Louisville ranks? 131 FBS teams, all of them ranked. Where's Louisville? Uh, no, you're not talking about schedule. You're just talking about as a team. Overall. Right? Okay, yeah. Power rankings. Um, out of 131, I'll say 94. What? You think they're that low? <laughs> no. 94. You realize how, like, there are a lot of group of five teams. Group of five is, like, half the sport. <laughs> if you're a power five team that's that low, you like, people think you're going to win, like, one game. So, no, they're higher than that. 81? They're much higher than that. I mean. <laughs> Phil Still, for reference, had Louisville at 33. And Kentucky at 35. Well, he's just high. That drove um, every Kentucky fan insane. Yeah. That's, no, that's, no. Uh. I'll tell you what, I'll meet in the middle. Um, Are you sure we're talking about football? Do you know we're talking about football? <laughs> yes. I just, I, I'm just making sure. <laughs> well, you're want... also asking me to what, 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 what perspective a national people put us at, and I'm trying to put, my, put, put it myself in their shoes. Well, for reference, the 93rd ranked team is Western Michigan. Okay. So that's, if we're Couldn't tell Western... you how good Western Michigan is this year. Okay, we're 41st. Okay, I was going to say, I, 
Were you going to say 41st? I was going to say like, actually 50. I was going to say you probably like 60-something. I was going to say 52. Based yeah. on your last two guesses, I didn't think you were going to nail that one. Uh, we are one spot. That's, that's not a shock. We are one spot behind Week 2 opponent, opponent Central Florida. We are one spot ahead of Scott Satterfield's former stomping grounds at App State. Um, at least we're ahead of his own stomping ground, right? But if you the, the juicy part about these rankings is if you look at teams on Louisville's schedule, you've got five in the top 25. You've got Clemson, who's number five. Okay. NC State's number 11. How do we feel about that? I mean, are they Clemson's re- number five? Clemson's number five. NC State's number 11. I don't know. Are they really? I think both those are a little. You think too high, too low? Too high on both, maybe. I mean, Clemson's probably going to be top four when the actual human polls come out. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't I, know if it's deserved. I'm just, I've already declared they're done. I mean, we have, have not still seen anything despite putting up some points later in the season. Their offense can be that consistent, at least against good competition. Yeah, the defense should be all-world. The offense is yeah. going to have to be but better. The defense was all-world last year. They were. For the most part. Um, 21st, they've got Wake Forest. Wake Forest just lives in that 20 to 25 I love it. It's like, like I, feel, I feel like they've like established camp there. It, you could not be more right. <laughs> I mean, it's like how Xavier and Cincinnati basketball used to be. Like, like for like the prior until they started sucking the last couple of years when Chris Mack left and um, John Brandon got hired, they were always like somewhere between that fifteen to twenty five range. Always yeah. right there. It's where they lived. It's where they loved it. Um, Kentucky's twenty third, and then Pitt's twenty fifth. So that's five teams in the so top. Kentucky's behind three ACC schools. Yeah, you guys don't play anybody besides. Oh us. no, man! That oh, good lord! I bet they. I'm sure. I'm sure. Whoever put this list down, it's all about clickbait, according to Kentucky fans, since they were behind those three teams. I mean, 23rd is pretty generous. For no Kentucky respect football. at all. I mean, come on. Now the weird ranking. I, I haven't followed. I guess college football preseason enough to know if this is a like a trend. They've got Utah at number four. Are people saying this? My neighbor might be. He, he's the one. The one that has the Utah. I've told you guys the, the Utah flag on the front of his house. No. I haven't you, told you that. You have a neighbor with a Utah flag. Oh, you think that's great? I, I as I come around the corner the of my street, like the first co- house on the corner of my street, the guy has a big Cody Rhodes symbol, like flag with the Cody Rhodes <laughs> tattoo, the American Nightmare tattoo. Like I've never talked to him, but I think we'd get along. And then, like five houses down, yeah, they've got Utah football stuff all over the front of their house. Yeah, Utah. I'm looking at some of these er- other early rankings. They've got. Like Utah, it seems like they're pretty consistent, like six or seven. Didn't they win the Pac-12 last year? Or whatever? They did. They lost the Rose Bowl, but they also lost like four games overall. Yeah, and I they mean, play in the Pac-12. I can't tell you really honestly. I know they lost their best defensive player, Lloyd, in the draft. I mean, linebacker. I'm assuming they brought back everybody else because that's a awfully I mean, high ranking for Utah Utes football. That was the only player they had go that I can remember. The well, I mean, I'm sure the other guys drafted, but the linebacker went in the early second round, late first. They had the tragedy because they they had the the great PR story about them how they had the, the the two players they lost last year due to circumstances yeah. yada 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 uh, I mean Utah that seems like too high but then again you have Clemson at five I think that's too high NC State at eleven is probably too high NC State at eleven feels that feels like an outlier compared to the other rankings you've seen like twenty four seven sports uh, the Barrett Sully he tries to predict what the AP poll is going to look like and I think this is probably right like they're gonna have Bam at one even though it looks no. like Ohio State on paper is stronger. But, no, but I mean, you're really one, two right there. Yeah, I mean, Bam at one, Ohio State two. He's, he says Georgia, Georgia will be three. three yeah. He says Clemson will be four. He says A&M will be five. Notre Dame will be six. Michigan seven. And then Utah has got them down at eight, which sounds about right. I think Michigan will disappoint. Well, that's a safe bet. I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> you've watched college football over the last 20 years. That's probably. I mean, the one year they weren't overrated going into the season was last year, and they actually overachieved. Yeah. 
Uh, for <laughs> and also he's got he says UK will be 22nd. Like my guess is UK is probably somewhere in that 21 to 25 range when the AP. I just love that there's three eights, not one, not two, but three ACC schools. Technically four if you count Notre Dame. Well, and also I mean Miami's ahead of them in these polls too. We just don't, I just didn't include them because they're not on our schedule. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, that's, <laughs> so what you're saying? I just feel like being a, a UK troll right now. Go for it. What you're saying is Kentucky come in fifth in the ACC. At best. At best. At best. They wouldn't win the Coastal. Fourth in, fourth place in the Coastal. They're coming in fourth in the in the Coastal. Coastal, the weakest division in college football. They're coming in fourth. Yeah. That's just pathetic. That just shows you how bad the SEC East really is overrated. It, look, the back end of our schedule. It's Georgia and a bunch of bums. Thank God it eases up on Thanksgiving weekend. We finally get a break from the gauntlet. Clemson, NC State. And then finally a little breather with uh, with, with UK. <laughs> if you're wondering, too, the, the rest of the ACC behind Louisville, North Carolina's 46th, Florida State's mm. 50th, Virginia Tech 52nd, um, Virginia 59th. There's where's, some other ones I'm not going to scroll down. Where's Syracuse? Oh, God. Where are they? They have to be last. Syracuse is 89th. Hey, Scott. They're, they're, Scott. So basically where I Scott. thought Louisville would be is where Syracuse is. <laughs> Syracuse is better than where you thought Louisville was going to be. Which reminds me, Scott. Just, just one little thing. Got to beat Syracuse, man. I just got one little favor to ask. You got I, to beat Syracuse. I, I don't need a ride to the airport. I don't need you to bring in my mail. I don't need you to pick up poop from my backyard. Wear that visor all you want. All I need from you, and this is all I ask, just beat Syracuse. That's all we want. And do it by more than three. All we want. Then we'll turn our attention to what's next. But to start... We're going to need you to beat Syracuse. One step at a time. Syracuse is not the lowest-ranked ACC team. There are two teams behind them in these rankings. Okay. Below Syracuse? You can guess. You should be able to guess one of them. Boston College? No. No, what am I talking about Boston College? Right. I keep forgetting the, the, the injury last year. Think Coastal. Um, my brain fart just Basketball don't. school. Coach K. Oh, Duke. Yeah. Duke. Duke is the lowest-rated. Who is Duke's coach this year now? Who'd end up hiring? I can't even tell you. Could tell you. They're 109th in these rankings. Because we talked, remember, that was the whole, is Satterfield going to take the job? Will you take the job, Satterfield? Take the job, Satterfield. How could I have forgotten Mike Elko? (laughs) Are you making that up? That's a real person. (laughs) Mike Elko. Texas A&M defensive coordinator the last three years. Okay. (laughs) He was the DC at Notre Dame in 2017. Um, Mike Elko. A native of South Brunswick, New Jersey. Mike. Not you, Mike. That Mike. What was so wrong with working? I mean, I, listen, I get Jimbo Fisher's a tool and all. But, I mean, was it so bad that you had to leave to go work? Coach? Like, if you were. If you were yes. Co- <laughs> I get you want to be a head coach. I get it. By the way, Mike Elko. But is it really worth going to Duke to do? No. I, the, I, the only reason I remember his name is I do remember him having good defenses at Wake Forest. Which seemed impossible to do at the time. Seems impossible. And I remember he got like, like Keith Wynn and other football nerds were like, Mike Elko is like, like when he leaves, Wake Forest is going to drop off because he's such a, a oh, well known guy. Twenties. And they, you know they they've been pretty good uh, even without Mike Elko. But his Mike Elko not great on defending the pass. I'm just looking at his defense like, 53rd at Notre Dame against the pass, 107th at A and M, 47th, 56th, 19th last year. Um, but more times than not, you can throw on Mike Elko. And with this Duke team, I think everybody's going to be throwing on Mike Elko. Why well, take I mean, they, they don't have to throw. They can run it if they want. I mean, yeah. I, that's that's what I'm curious. Like, what, like, 
I mean, I mean, he's 45 years old, so maybe he's thinking, you know, this is my my first. He's the new coach guy, <laughs> Coach Elk. Maybe, maybe he he looked at Spurrier and was like, "Hey, Spurrier did it. He won at Duke. He won an AC. He he won a share of the ACC title at Duke. He did." Granted, it was three years before those, uh, uh, Florida State got there. But. Satterfield was also asked. He's still at the podium right now. Brian Brown's about to talk. Uh, he was asked about the last year's fourth quarter and second half woes. His quote, that was last year. We're not the same team. <laughs> Thanks. Boy, Mike Elko went to Penn. I'm going to get a refund on that education. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Brown on Jermaine Lole. He's Ooh. really headsy football player that loves the game. He's picked up our defense very quickly, so that's been encouraging. He was out of shape when he got here, uh, about 330 pounds. He's now down to 318. Nice. Extremely quick. I'm excited to see what he can do on the football field. Also, Brian Brown, I've noticed this in a couple of interviews. He did one with Eric Crawford of WDRB where he just is over the moon about Momo Sonogo, the old Miss transfer. Just kind of says, like, he's the pure— but He was a decent recruit. He just had some injury issues. And he was good before he got hurt. Yeah. He basically just says, like, he's the leader that we've needed, the, the vocal guy, the guy that's going to step up and get everybody's face, the guy who's been around here and done this. Like, he just kind of has—it's basically said, like, we've had good enough defensive players. We just haven't had that, like, that alpha dude who's, like, willing to get everybody in line. Like, the— Remember, I thought CJ Avery would have been that, but he was also he was never a vocal. Like, he was a very nice, great player, yeah. But struck me as like kind of a nice one to like lead by example. Okay. Not like a, um, I'm trying to think of like a who was the Keith Kelsey would probably be the okay. best example. Like not a guy who's maybe a surefire big time NFL prospect, but a guy who's a great college player and who just has everybody's respect and well, is willing to like. What else Kelsey's do? That's a classic Keith Kelsey move. By the way, uh, I got a breaking news for you. Okay, the Reds have made a trade. To the Mariners? Trevor, is it Tyler? Is it Mally. Mally? Yeah. That's the one I was just talking about. To the Mariners. To the Minnesota Twins. Oh, we found a new friend. Look at that. Wow. You knew he was going to go today. Throwing a ripple and everything. Okay. Well, who do we get? Oh, I can't. I don't know that part. A bunch of prospects. I just saw sure. Red's reporter tweeted it out. So the Minnesota Twins are finalizing a deal to send uh, to get Tyler Mally. Two hitting prospects and one pitching prospect. I'm telling you, these bats in two years. <laughs> get your tickets now the 2024 louisville bass is gonna be the hottest ticket in town it's gonna to be incredible i mean I, are they gonna stay in, in louisville or are they just gonna go straight up to the majors i mean some of these they're gonna ha- like we have like seven all these kids are like 17 18 19 years old they're not gonna be ready to play in the mlb when they're 21 um like i mean collier is gonna be 19 in 2024 best case scenario is he's on the bats we'll see who knows i mean the way that we're trading and wheeling and dealing we may have a bunch of old guys and like a bunch of 20-year-olds. Who knows? Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, hour number two is on the way. We'll keep reacting to stuff that's happening from media days. We'll also talk about the the basketball news that I've talked about a little bit and my must-have recruit in the 2027 class. That's all coming up in hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. So take Is there a theme today? There is. Okay. 
I'll start paying attention now. It's always the four o'clock hour where I'm like, is there a theme? And I'm like, oh yeah, now I need to start paying attention. I noticed people were like were texting in yesterday, like an hour before you even guessed the theme. We're like, he's 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 mocking us and trolling us with Seattle bands because of the Reds. Oh. Which wasn't really why. It just kind of you did because be, you were watching Seattle movies. Yeah, it kind of worked out perfectly in that way. Oh, I didn't even like playing that. Tyler Malley officially gone. I saw that the the we uh, hardly knew you. The Juan Soto trade now is officially official. So now, what did they did they get like anything that I would maybe know for Soto or no? I mean, because you can't trade draft picks in baseball still, right? What did or did they did they change that last year where you can now you can now trade draft picks? Eh, I don't think they. Yeah, MLB. They I got, think you can trade compensation picks, but not like. I mean, Eric Hosmer is the big name in that, but he's sucked and his contract is ridiculous. Yeah, he's not very good. It's I know him and then like good. a, a couple of dudes and a bunch of prospects. I mean, it should be all prospects if you're trading Soto. If you're not, I just can't it. imagine trading Juan Soto. I'm sorry. Like, if, if, I know that they they need to rebuild, but you were just so good. you had all that talent a couple of years ago. Juan Soto is a generational talent. He's only 23 years old. Pay him like 500 million dollars and just have be the team that has Juan Soto for another. <laughs> Five, six years. What are you doing? Dumb. Dumb. I think anyway. asking me for a second. I was like, I'm not doing anything. No. I'm listening to you. Uh, we've neglected the Thornton sex line. Let's go to the 502-414-1450. We'll take a couple How of dare you neglect. We'll take a couple of texts here. Uh, Texas says, text my God, you two make Sylvia Plath look like SpongeBob when it comes to football. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, we're not. Like, I'm more upbeat about football talk than Trevor is. I mean, Trevor picked us to be the 95th or whatever it was, in the, the <laughs> yes. 131 ranking. I mean, you set the bar low, man. You just you work your way up. Yeah, I mean, I was just I don't know what to say. Like, uh, we will talk more about the football media day. Look, it's we're waiting for the season to start. We're waiting to beat Syracuse, Scott, and then we're going to start getting excited. I mean, we're excited now, but like. What do you want to say? Like we won, I mean, uh, we've had two losing seasons in a row. We yeah. want we want to see it. I'm except the recruiting we've been very upbeat about. Me more so than you. Uh, we're all excited about that. But at the end of the day, we want to see Louisville winning football games again at a high level. Speaking of excited, you know what uh, Thursday is, right? Don't you? What first preseason football game? Ooh, don't NFL care. comes back on Thursday. Preseason sucks. I don't care. It's football. I won't watch. It's I don't remember who's playing in it. I don't care. It's football. And then this weekend is one of my favorite events, even though they've tried to screw it up and ruin it as much as possible the last couple of years, the NFL Hall of Fame ceremonies. Oh, yeah, you, you're a Hall of Fame guy. I, I'm well, not. I'm a more Hall of Fame guy when they actually let them have speeches instead of cutting it down to like two minutes. The last two years, it's gotten much worse and not, almost not watchable because they're trying to ruin it as much as they can. Okay. They are. Yeah, who's they? The big Hall the of Fame. Establishment. Big Hall of Fame, big Hall of Fame. The, the texter who asked if you like Gremlins says, then you would like Psych and Psych the movie because the main character's uh, new office space is inspired by Gremlins. Psych and Psych, like, is it based off the show Psych? I have no idea. I'm just reading the text. Okay. Psych uh, and Psych the movie. Um, they did a movie off that show. I know that, though. Let's see. Uh, TJ Walker texted and said, Mike, the next time you disagree with the social media consensus on shows, movies, pop culture will be the first. That's not true at all. <laughs> wait, wait, Game wait. of Thrones rules and you House of like, Dragon will too. He's like stopped reading it halfway and, and like insulted it. He's the only person I know who like was like, oh, the actual, actually, the, game, the last two seasons of Game of Thrones were good. They didn't just start getting lazy writing because they had to get away from the, the George R.R. R. Martin scripts. I will, I will somewhat defend. It sucked. It became a different show. It was a totally different show than it was the first five seasons. Yeah, but it wasn't horrible. Like now, last season, last few episodes, yes, were definitely below par. But the the Winterfell, the Night King Winterfell episode, is still pretty cool. 
there were. I mean, I know it's too dark to watch. It was too dark to watch too. And like, I, I, I love how Game of Thrones also tried to punt like you just don't have an expensive enough TV. It's like, every, like everybody's like, I have the most expensive TV possible. I turn brightness all the way up. I still can't see bleep. It wasn't. It was annoying. I mean, it was still fun. Now the only problem is, is that that episode should have been like the second to last, and not the probably not the second in the season itself they just didn't tie up any loose ends they fell into every lazy tv trope of all time like, they, the, the, after that they did four, we've got to go get a white walker behind the wall to prove that they're real like no you don't like that's the dumbest idea i've ever heard and oh by the way here's three main characters going around with four guys we've never seen before <laughs> i wonder which four are going to die and then it was just john stark making the dumbest decision after the dumbest decision and getting saved at the last second by some force of nature no John Snow, thank you. Uh, He's a bastard. Some respect, yeah. It was just, it was like every, it was every bad TV show, like the writing. Just, and if you like like cool CGI and like dragons and stuff, like, and that's all you care about, then fine. You, you were probably okay with the last two seasons, but like Game of Thrones was great for the first five because they plus the they went against all those like lazy tropes, like all that like, and they had all these cool like different things that could have come together at the end, and then like none of them did. And they cut out all the nudity by then. Yeah, well, that's that's your big problem. Well, it would have helped, don't you think? I mean, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Thank you. You can overlook a bad acting plot when she's naked. <laughs> like Jamie's character arc did nothing. Like at the end, he's like right back. You know, it just it was it was also dumb. They went to like the, the house of the like the the whole season where Daenerys is at the the, the the guy that she ends up locking in the tomb forever who tries to steal her dragons. Like, nothing. Like they, I always thought that there was, was no point. First time I watched, I thought that was Tyler Perry. By the way, it does kind of look like Tyler. I was like, why is Tyler Perry in Game of Thrones? <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It was bad. Like there's no way around. I wanted to like it. I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt. Plus, the girl got slipping. locked in there was one of my favorites throughout the she season because she was so high. Yeah. It started slipping at the end of season seven. I was trying to hold on and be like, yeah, you know, I still love it. And then, like, by the end, I was like, I'm done. On well, season eight, you're not alone. But, I mean, you seem to like just, like, from, like, the six, last seven, eight. The last two was, it fell off. Completely. I'm trying to remember how bad seven. See, that's why I'm rewatching too. Because I don't remember seven being that angry. Eight, I get. But seven, I don't remember being so angry. Texas Louisville has always been tone deaf to the rest of the state. Believe it or not, there are more Uva fans out there than you would expect. Kenny should be doing everything he can, especially with his lack of recruiting. I mean, for all we know, he could be doing something. He's just not publicly admitting it. But there, at this point, there'd be videos. I mean, he could, he could be donating stuff, I guess. Yeah, he could easily be donating there. money and not just want the publicity. Maybe. Which that's as my as my, as that and role as anything. Well, yeah, if, it, if it's happening, it yeah. definitely is. But um, who knows? Texas, the song Trevor played right before the last commercial break reminded me of how much I hate the big energy song. It's being played everywhere. Talking about uh, the Mr. B- Mister? Yeah, the because uh, no, the the BDE song that's now popular. They sample that that song that you were playing. Um, in oh, you're heaven. talking about the uh, the genius of love. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was also sampled by Mariah Carey before. Yeah. That's song. that's um. That's what's the name? Uh, that's like the that's half of the uh, members from uh, Talking Heads. Okay. When they yeah uh, not not the lead singer but it was one of the girls. Uh, two members of the band left and start open created that band. Yeah, that's kind of their one hit. Yeah. Texas says uh, they also said that we would have a top twenty defense last year. So <laughs> who's the who's they again? I don't know if we're talking about CBS. Are we talking about CBS? It's, it's just they. <laughs> Texas says, our fan base has a problem with a, quote, vocal minority who are terminally online. I don't think anyone puts a lot of stock into you being a hater, Mike. And most of the people that are so defensive of KP and the same people are the same people who couldn't dare believe that Sat should have been fired after the Air Force game last year. I, I think that there's... You're not even hating on KP. You're just questioning. 
I had reservations about hiring Kenny Payne for reasons that I laid out, I yeah. feel like, a billion times during the coaching search. I, like, whoever we hired, even if it was, God forbid, Bruce Pearl, like, I love Louisville basketball more than I love just about anything. I'm going to be fully behind them. I want them to succeed. But I also think that you have to, you know, and we do, a, I think, a admirable job of this on the show. You call a spade a spade. Like, like, yeah, I mean. When the season, when even when we were before the Furman loss last year, even when we didn't look great in exhibition games in the first couple of, or I like guess the first regular season game, you and I both were kind of like, this this isn't great. Like, hopefully <laughs> it's just because Mike Pagese is coaching and when Chris Mack gets here, we'll get rolling. But this doesn't look like, like it should at this point in time. And certainly that played out. And I think it's fine to say I have high hopes for the Kenny Payne era. I, I certainly have been... Very complimentary, I think, of the way that he's handled the job so far. Just behind the mic, getting out there, galvanizing the fan base, bringing back former players, uniting the mm-hmm. uh, the alums of U of L basketball. All that's been great. I think you can say that. I think you can be optimistic about the way he's going to recruit in the future, and also say we could have done more with the roster for the upcoming season. I think that that's, that's fine. And you know why I know it's fine? Because Kenny Payne himself, a couple of months said ago, said, I know we need more players. I know we need more guards. I think we can be really good if we add a couple of these guys that we're recruiting right now. And we didn't get any of those guys. Now, some people are out there saying Payne knows that a scholarship production is coming from the IRP, and that's why he's, he's, he's choosing to not give some scholarships away. We might add Fabio Basile if we can get his, his transcript in order, and that'll be it and it's all kind of by design. I don't believe that's the case. I think that Louisville actively tried to get two more scholarship players and then just just didn't. Um, it, it is what it is at this point. Like The roster is the roster. I think that you can be upset about that and still hopeful for the future, and that's kind of where I am right now. And, and look, if this team dramatically overachieves this year and we're like top 25 good or NCAA tournament good, then – I think that alleviates a lot of the fears that you have right now for the future because you know the man can coach. If he can take this roster and turn it into an NCAA tournament caliber team, then I start caring significantly less about how well we're recruiting in 2023 and 2024 because I know the man can coach. And the fact of the matter is we just don't know that yet. We don't know if he's going to be the next Mike Krzyzewski. We don't know if he's going to be, you know, not great. Like we just, nobody knows. We're all just guessing and we're going to keep guessing until we start playing some games in November. And that's where we are. Uh, Texter says, Reds trade Mallet to the Twins, WTF. Yeah, well. well it's got to be better. I mean, at least you know you're getting maybe some fresh prospects. Indiana Larry says, where's Jenna? Jenna's not here today. She's uh, she's not suspended. Hey, she comes in on Mondays and Wednesdays. People are tuning in out here, Jenna Cuss. Pretty much. Uh, she's, she Did, could... Were you going for a friend's reference on that re- retweet yesterday? Which one? Of, of yesterday's show on the podcast? No, but I I, I, I get when that. you saw it, I the was one like, where Jenna Cuss. Well, yeah, I was like, is he was he trying? Not to really. Do it? it wasn't just going. I didn't know if that was. Yeah, you fell into that because I know you're a friend's guy, so maybe you just subconsciously did it. But yeah, I didn't know. I, I thought that was I thought it was clever. He should have taken credit for it. Text that I used to think that TJ just had bad sports takes, but wow, his TV show takes are even worse. Why? <laughs> because he's defending somewhat Game of Thrones. I just don't like the TJ's like. Well, you just go around with what everybody with consensus is saying. I mean, I think the consensus thing, like The Wire, I think is a great show, and people recognize it because it's a great show. Like, I'm not just jumping on it because I think it's great. I had to make TJ watch that, by the way. Yeah, see, TJ's just trying to be a contrarian. Like, I've got one friend who does this, too, where he's like, actually, the last season of Game of Thrones was, like, I'm all for the dragons blowing stuff up. That's why you're invested in the whole show in the first place. I'm like, no, you're not. But I have friends who will do that. I mean, again. It's like Brian Griffin. Where he's people like, selling me on the show, all I heard was, do you like seeing, like seeing boobs? Yeah. Do you like seeing things get blown up and battles and cool? 
Yeah, then watch Game of Thrones. I'm also the guy who doesn't like Forrest Gump, which I think is a very anti-mainstream thing. I don't know. See, I disagree because I think it's All I see is people defending Forrest Gump. I see. I think it's almost become hip to like, that hate Forrest Gump. I don't know one other person that doesn't like Forrest Gump. I think I've seen other people. I'm telling you, like, it's the most hated opinion that I have. When when I put it out there, people despise me for it. I I almost quit the show. Actually, no. The only... The only thing, the only movie you ever you ever said you didn't like that made me watch. Do you, do you know what it was? Was it Raising Arizona? No, no, because you haven't even seen that. I don't think I, I have. I, I, I like Raising Arizona. It's a I, I know everybody does, and I I don't. I, I mean, it's a I different like type it. of humor. I, I can. I don't. That one doesn't. But bother like me. usually, like that is my type. Like I love Bottle Rocket. I love their other movie, and I've I've tried Raising Arizona twice because I mean, people that I have the same opinion of they're like you will like you have to love this movie. Freeze! Hit the ground. And I, I just, reckon, young man, if I freeze, I just don't. I can't drop. I and just, if I drop, I ain't freezing. I'm oh, I'm familiar with the line. I just don't like the movie. <laughs> you got some panties on your head. What were you saying? Uh, the only movie that almost made me walk out because you said you didn't like. You don't remember what it was? No. Leon the Professional. Oh yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, well, it's not good. Because you suck. I that that also <laughs> is like a very like Gary Oldham. Internet people love it. It's like on IMDb's like top fifty. I just don't like it. He's just the greatest villain in that movie. I don't like him. Sorry. So you don't like Mozart? Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> that I think if Jon Snow was made king, people would have been satisfied. No, I, I was out by, by then. Like it was just no. You no, you you make like, I love as we go into this conversation, you drop out of this show earlier and earlier. No, it was like, I, you went from like the last two seasons. It's no good after season five. At the point where like once well, the, the, once the first cold seasons. open was done in episode one, I was like, what are you I'm talking out. about? I'm just he, he's talking about the, he's he's saying if that was the ending of the show. Oh, I'm yeah. saying I was out way before that. I was out the last two seasons. Okay, you said season five though. Earlier. No, uh, it was after because it went eight seasons, right? At, yes. Like the second episode of season seven, I was like, no, this is uh, this season. Is the fi- first five is the only ones that have source material to work with, and they were great. And six was okay. I was still holding on for six. Like the yeah. end of six was good, and then I need to swap. There's another one I'm rewatching because I don't have the memory. I can't remember where. Also, like people always ask me favorite episodes, like the titles, and I'm Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, or like yeah. Well, it was one of my fantasy names last year, which was uh, uh, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things, which is uh, one of the ones I watched last night. But the thing is, is like when I originally watched it, and it was my only time watch too, which is why I need to do a second rewatch, is I did it straight through like the first six seasons. So like the name of episodes, I have no idea. And like even even That's like fine. we're you seasons. Yeah, but people are like, oh, what about that episode? I'm like, I'm trying to remember what which one that was. You got to help me. I, I watched straight through. I didn't. Didn't go week to week, you know, looking at the name of the episode all week, wondering what it's going to be. Yeah. Ooh, I got new murders in the building tonight. Terry says, hey, Mike, are you still planning on having everyone watch an old Louisville game? God, we should have done that. I've been waiting for you to give me this, but, you know, I've got time. Should we do one right now? Do you want to do it like, right, like this week? Like an assignment. And then we can talk about it on, I don't know, Friday. Friday? Because well, we don't have a show tomorrow. No. That gives us ample time to we watch. We're wrestling tomorrow anyway. What game? Okay, I'm trying to think of a random. What game? Text line, let me know. Uh, text line, let us pick a game. Uh, basketball. Well, uh, let's do football. Hey, football, it's August, right? We'll do a football game. Get the juices flowing. An old Louisville football game that's available on YouTube. Everybody can find it. Florida State ring game? I don't know if that's on there. That's on up from the Ashes, isn't it? Maybe. But if, we'll let the text line choose. If the text line will give us a suggestion. We'll pick one. By the end of the show, we'll give the assignment. And then Friday, like hour number two, We'll spend a segment discussing it. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. Okay. Oh, no, no, so I've got till Friday to watch. We just have to watch it Thursday night if we're going to talk about it on Friday. Because you'll forget. 
Because I will forget. But for everybody else, that gives them two days to watch. <laughs> for you, that gives you a, a, a like a, a timeline. Heads up, but no, yeah. To know what I, what I need to do when, I, when it comes around. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll make that happen. Texture says, I hope this isn't too cruel slash red-blue-red rivalry-ish to ask, but is Calipari sports washing all of us for his legacy from his years and years of cheating to get players? He delegated the volunteers to his players for his own good. Um, uh, that I got lost in that tweet. I don't know what that what, what are they trying to say? Basically saying is he trying, is he trying to like rewrite his legacy late in his career and make people forget about the cheating by doing all these good deeds and, and all this stuff. I don't think that's no. I choose not to think that. Yeah, either. I don't think so. I mean, he didn't he wouldn't uh, be honest with you, he wouldn't even have to do all that to, to get people to kind of forget about the cheating because with the exception of the rival fans, most people have moved on from it. Most people do this later in their careers, too. I mean, like I think most UK fans can call a spade a spade and at least admit that the there was a stigma attached to John Calipari for the beginning-slash-middle part of his career, right? Everybody said that. I mean, th- there's the famous—we'll use his name again—the famous Matt Jones comments on the, the, the blog that people always throw out where he's like, everybody knows Memphis is cheating. Like, I just don't like the way he runs the program. Like, that was the common mindset that everybody had about John Calipari at that time. And it was the mindset that he brought— with him to Kentucky, I, people forget about the what about the Nets and the whole uh, uh, Mexican reporter incident. That's that's over forgotten a little bit too. Yeah, but I mean nobody cares about. I'm just saying. Sorry, around man. here nobody cares about the Nets. Nobody cares about the NBA. Like it's I, like I don't even know what you're talking about. To be Spent honest, three years as assistant. Was it two or three years as assistant in Philadelphia? I'm just the questions about the cheating mm-hmm. and like he was known as like when you asked uh, even a CBS poll I think in like 2015 asked about anonymous coaches. Like, who's the biggest cheater in the sport? And Calipari won in a landslide. Like that was whether he was doing it or not at UK, the stigma was that he was a cheater. And to his credit, like there's never like he hasn't gotten caught at UK. We all kind of thought, hey, it's, it's going to happen eventually. And little do we know at that time that Louisville was going to get caught like 75 different times over the next 11 years, where UK is just kind of you know they're skating free. So I don't think he needs to do any of that to to repair his image. It's been enough time since the last. I don't know, scandal if you want to call it that. And also, like, the – I hate that I'm getting put in a position to, like, defend Calipari a little bit. But defend him. The scandals you that – Cal. The scandals that he's known for, the scandals that cost him the banners at UMass and Memphis, like, in hindsight, don't look that bad anymore. Like, like Marcus Camby got, like, ten grand, and he was the best college basketball player in the world at that time. We're giving away, like, 250K to, like, the number 41 player in the 20 like, – Yeah, but he also got ten grand. Class. That was also 30 years ago. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, I mean, But even, like, then – if you take inflation into account, he's not getting paid what like Brian Bowen was allegedly getting paid, and Bowen was a four-star prospect. Like, it just doesn't seem that bad. And then Derrick Rose with the SATs, like, you know, I'm like, yeah, but Camby also wasn't wasn't brought, wasn't paid to be to come there. He just got paid because he while he was well. in school. Yeah, what? Because he was doing well while there. He basically got like an NIL thing. Yeah, because for I, I, a lo- very low price. Pretty sure he wasn't a big recruit. I mean, I could be wrong, but now was Cal doing other stuff at that time? Probably, but like, so were a lot of other people. So I don't think that this is all. Like, I think he does it. I think it's a good thing to do. I think that he's the humanitarian efforts are are good. I don't think he's doing it with any sort of malintentions. Um, I'm choosing I, to believe the best yeah. in someone here. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Texture says, uh, Lieutenant Dan, you have no legs. <laughs> Ice cream, Lieutenant Dan. Uh, Texture says, did, did Trevor just say admiral instead of admirable when talking about Kenny Fain? I don't know, probably. But, well, I meant both. He's an admiral. He's he's the head of our he's he's the leader of this ship of championships. 
Texas said Mike hated it, but Ron loved the last season of Game of Thrones. No, he didn't. We're the same person. Texas said, I'd like to see. Ron, I got that to be a second to get that. like, who? That's Ron. That's right. <laughs> Texas says, my submission, the Syracuse game where Lamar Jackson did the Heisman jump. Texas says, 2002 at East Carolina, de facto conference championship game, includes a fumble ruski. Ooh, I kind of oh. like that one. Didn't I, I thought that was the game we lost. Well, 02, we won because we won the conference. So the 01 team we lost to Eastern Carolina. I guess. I think I've told you that because one of them was on a Thursday night. And I remember I was working at Cardboard Heroes, and I wanted to watch the game because we didn't have a TV in there for some odd reason. I don't can't explain to this day why I can't, but it makes no sense. And I wanted to go home and watch the game. It was slow. And I was like, I asked my manager if I could go, and he was like, no. I was like, come on. There's like three of us here. We don't need all three to be here. And he just because he's, you know, an a-hole. He's like, okay, how about this? I'll let you leave. But you got to run, run from the front of the entrance of the oh, store. Yeah, you tell me story. All the way in and scream as loud as you can the whole way. And I'm 21. I can run at that point. I would do it. I'm like, okay. And I just never forget just running. And as soon as I belted out, I was running past this like older lady, and she like freaked her out. And she's like, just jumped into the, like the, the the side of the jewelry store wall, and like shook the whole wall. <laughs> I kept people <laughs> laughing at me, just like, what the hell? And then we lost the game, which was which was horrible. That's how, that's how I remember we lost the game. Because I remember doing that and being like. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, O two was a win. And okay, so O one we must have lost then. Because O one, I think we, O one we still ended up winning the conference. Because that was when we beat we beat BYU. We finally won the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, Luke Staley broke his leg before the game. Yeah, I don't remember us losing. I, I, I knew we lost one conference game. I guess that was the one, which sucks. No, we won in O one. We beat we beat nationally ranked East Carolina thirty nine. So was it two thousand we lost to them then? Maybe we beat them in two thousand two as well. Uh, Did we lose to them in two thousand though? 44-20. Probably. I don't think we weren't that good in 2000. That was... Uh, we lost them in 2000. 28-25. Okay. That was it then, yeah. Okay, it was 2000. My bad. Actually, we were pretty good. That, we went... Because I started at Carver That was Heroes. our only conference loss. We lost I started the there State. in March of 2000, so I was there throughout that season. Okay, so that was... I was... Got my ears mixed up. Sorry. Yeah, we 2000, we won CUSA. That was our only league loss. Yeah. We beat ECU. I know. I have the t-shirt. And then we lost to Colorado State in the bowl game. Damn you, Bradley Van Pelt. It better Glorious you. hair. Probably does. My Conference USA 2000 Conference USA Championship shirt. I know right where it's at, too. I kind of like that choice. 02, uh, 01, ECU game. Texas, another puppy. Damn it, Rutherford. <laughs> Don't you say that. <laughs> Why do you hate the puppies? Texas says, uh, ha, 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 I love it when you all talk about cow cheating as you all are a decade deep in the stuff. He literally just looked out for kids. I mean, we just defended him. <laughs> Somebody wasn't just, they just wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. Got to be angry, guy. Texas, I'm voting for the Thursday night West Virginia game at Papa John's. Steve Sladen, Pat White, and crew. Never thrown so many beers in the air. God, that was all time. That was a good one. I kind of want to watch that one now. I mean, what if we could, we, what if we even go farther back? I mean, what about Fiesta Bowl? Yeah, it's a little too far. A little too far back? The, I, the thing that I remember about that 05 game was, like, I remember they were talking about it on, like, pop radio stations. Like, they, like you knew that it was a big deal. And then I, I remember watching the game. The TV broadcast started, and they played the like the call to the post, like and like the place just went nuts. And I'm like, oh my god, here you we go. You the game, right? No, I didn't get to go. I had so, like I had my ticket take away. A buddy of mine took a girl instead of me. I was, and I'll oh, never. No. And it was a girl who ended up breaking his heart. And oh, I was there was a small he part. Of, that actually. It was like two years later when when like she like did him dirty, and I was like, you know what? I feel bad, <laughs> but there is a part of me that is very okay with what just happened. I don't know if I'd have felt that bad. It was bad. 
I was uh, I was very upset about not being there. <laughs> I, I was in, I was at Western, so I couldn't be there. But yeah. All right, we'll do that. I All got right. my cable. That's, that's I finally broke down and got cable at college because I wanted to watch that game at home and not have to watch it in public. So there it is. That, that's we're deciding it. We may we'll have time if this works out well. We can do another one next week. Maybe we'll do the ECU game. But 05 West Virginia game, the original blackout, number five versus number three. Watch that between now and Friday. We'll talk about it. We'll do our little review of that. That's on the second the, segment on that's Friday. That's on the up from the Ashes side or whatever. I'm assuming. I'm hoping so. That's I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, am I getting it right? I don't know, but that site I know has like a bunch of old Louisville games on it. I guess I should check real quick and make sure it's. I'm pretty on. sure it was because I think that and the Florida State one I mentioned are both on there. Let's see here. I know the Louisville West Virginia, the well the the Elite Eight game is. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking. Because he's also got the Smoky Walker triple double game on there, I believe. Well, they've got the the only one that I see is the the 04 game, which is mislabeled as the 2005 game, which the is annoying. The one we lost. Exactly, it's on there. Up from the ashes has it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We it's it's official. If you need the link, we can post. I'll post it on. Twitter. I was working during that game, by the way. Miserable. That sucks. During the uh, the one we lost with when Slayton and White came in. Oh, the 04 game. Yeah, I had I was working during that game. That was that was miserable. Oh, that was 05. So I've got my years mixed up. 06 is the... Yeah. Yeah. 06 is that's, the... That, I'm, I'm messing this up. 2006 yeah. is the Orange Bowl year. That's the game that we're watching. 06, West Virginia. The 05 game was the quadruple overtime that we lost. Yes. And they had the fake onside kick. Yeah. And so we, there you go. We, we, and then we still don't get thank you cards for, for injuring their quarterback and running back and allowing them to Adam play Benner. Pat White and Slate. Adam Benderick then later got arrested for, I think, a statutory rape. <laughs> His life basically fell apart after that game. Like Google, just, Google search him. Things did not go well. I said West Virginia fans to this thank you card, not him. That, <laughs> I mean. Basically, from the moment that he got hurt in the first half of that game, his life just completely unraveled. It was not good. All right, we'll do that. OG blackout, 2006, Louisville, West Virginia. We'll talk about it on Friday. Uh, Texas says, I'd like to see the football game where the squirrel scored the touchdown. I mean, it was Kent State. That was the only memorable thing about that, that game. So much easily, I don't remember that as easily. I remember it was my buddy was getting married. We were like at his house, getting ready to like go do the the wedding stuff. We watched the game beforehand, and it, he was lucky because he did a fall Saturday and it ended up being a crap game. Uh, and we were like, the game still like we weren't playing that well, and the score was the only exciting part of it. That was it. Oh gosh, things got a little squirrely. Yeah, I will right, we'll take a break. Um, we'll come back. I think there's some breaking stuff we can talk about. We'll get to that. The breaking news. Little breaking news, and then we'll talk about the, uh, the the basketball news, the good basketball news as well. I know I promised that, but the text line took things away there. Did you Wagner? Maybe. We'll see. I'll uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. It's Mike Rutherford Show on They may have some roster spots. The Reds, during the break, have made another trade. Brandon Jury now has gone to the Padres. Yeah, I don't think they want me. I can't be shortstop. 
I mean, another shortstop. The they get the the Padres' number six overall prospect, who's a, a another shortstop. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to do with this, but every red has been gone since we started the show. They're all gone. It's like uh, it's like Breaking Bad. Good for it's them. Dead. There's death everywhere. <laughs> Victor Acosta. Acosta. Welcome to the Reds, buddy. Same sounds made up, by the way. Tyler Malley uh, asked for. Uh, asked about going to the Twins. It feels good to be on a winning team, a team that's competing in the playoffs. Thank you, Tyler. Wow. Feels good. Yeah. Love it. I mean, I didn't think unless we were in 1987 or 1991, no one ever wanted to be on the Minnesota Twins. Well, that's that's where we are. I mean, there's a great lyric in this song. I just play it. says, I smell like I sound. Do you think I smell like I sound? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raspy. You smell like cigarettes on most days. <laughs> I mean, do you think you smell like you sound? I don't know how I, how I sound. <laughs> how does like how does one smell like they sound? Actually, I don't know. If you 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 want to am I one of the few people that yeah. can fall into that crowd? You're the wrong person to ask that question. <laughs> do you think they were thinking about me when they wrote that? Maybe. Could be. Uh, let's talk about it real quickly. Good news on the basketball front today. Uh, we've been talking about this man all offseason. Uh, Trevor's got high hopes for him. Mike James, he puts out there he's officially been fully cleared by the doctors to return to uh, all activities. He's going to be going able to go full go. And Lord knows we need him because we need secondary ball handlers. We need somebody who can play guard slash forward. He's a guard. And this is a guy who I mean, you mentioned you listened to the podcast that I did with Greer. Jeff saw him at practice and was like, he was the one who told me, He's also the one that got him injured by watching. He was the break. practice where he got hurt. Yeah. Second year in a row, Jeff has been at a practice where a guy has suffered a season-ending uh, injury. But before then, like, it was a legitimate talk that he was pushing for the starting small forward job. Like, and ended up surprisingly going to Dre Davis. We all just assumed Samuel Williamson was going to have that job locked down going into last season. But, like, because Greer kind of told me, and I was shocked. I was like, this maybe this is just like an early week practice thing. He's like, I think it's Davis versus James to be the starting small forward. And I'm like, BS. Like, once we get to the actual games, Samuel Williamson will be the starter. And it turns out it was Dre Davis. But now the days are still holding on to that Samuel, Samuel yeah. Williamson hope. They liked Mike James a lot. I, I know that for a fact. And he's he showed a lot during those the, the summer workouts, during the summer practice sessions they were able to do, and then during that week of practice before he was able to get hurt. A guy averaged 20 points per game and 10 rebounds per game his last season of high school. And was the 2020-2021 Orlando Sentinel Boys Basketball Player of the Year, uh, and also the Class 7A Player of the Year, voted by a panel of coaches and media. So he comes highly touted. Um, and look, we need him fully healthy. We, I think that we saw this coming just based on the clips of him like dunking, and you know, they put out a video today showing him drilling like 17 three pointers in a row. We need Mike James to be. Mike James has to be the secret weapon. He has to be the bio weapon that we've been keeping in our back pocket this entire offseason if we're going to be a team that surprises everybody. He's well, one of them <laughs> that say, surprises we, everybody. Mean, does the name really matter? We need like two or three of those, right? We do. It, just, it feels good to have some positive basketball news to talk about because I feel like we've just been. It's like been woe is me the last couple of days with the I don't know the Rothstein rankings and then not getting players and like. The, the KP debate, we needed something like I'm glad we have a positive story to talk about. And leave it to Mike James to be the positive thing. Wait, exactly. I he's, mean, he was that's all he was last year until he got hurt. He's killing it. We love Mike James. Welcome back. Um, I tease this news too. The 2027 prospect that we have to have. We offered this young man a scholarship today. His name is Oh, because this is somebody we offered a scholarship. This isn't you just like trolling no, the, no, no, the no. local middle school. He's like a he's like again. The, he's Got a ton of scholarship offers. He's, he's just a he's going into his freshman year of high school. Okay, class of 2027 member, but he's been offered by Louisville. He's been offered by a number of high profile schools already. His name is Ethan Feaster. His nickname is Booby. His Bowie? name Booby. 
His name is Booby Feaster. <laughs> We've got to have Booby Feaster. I mean, who doesn't? Booby Feaster where, has to be a cardinal. Where, where, where does where does Mr. Feaster uh, reside? Um, I have to look it up. He is this a is somebody you didn't know. I mean, come on. I looked up. Well, I looked up his profile earlier. I just don't have it in front of me. He's from Desoto, Texas, which is the same area. If you're wondering, it's the same high school, the same uh, city where Ruben Owens plays. Ah, uh, we there's do, the key. We do love to to keep uh, in our little like quadrants. Look, yeah. he's in. He's a 15 year old, or I guess 14 year old, who's going into his freshman year of high school, who already has scholarship offers from us, Ole Miss, TCU, Texas Tech, Arkansas State. Um, a number of other schools. Like I he's assume a quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Okay, yeah. Six foot, hundred and fifty pounds. Um, but I mean, who <laughs> who cares about any of this, Trevor? His name is Booby Feaster. I mean, <laughs> I don't care if he sucks. We need Booby Feaster on the roster in four years. <laughs> I mean, Booby Feaster. What is his name, Booby in Texas? Too, they love that nickname, don't they? Booby Miles. Yeah, there you go. Booby's gonna knock him out. He's gonna do it with black Nikes on his shoes. You, <laughs> what a bug! What a bug! <laughs> Who ended up being a pretty damn good running back? He was very good. Yeah, I think he ended up playing Division One, if I'm not mistaken. Their quarterback the year after the Mike Winchell season in real was Stony Case. Yes, who was I, a I former that. Lions great. Yeah, he played at uh, I think he wanted to play at Northern Arizona, I think in college. But Is that right? He didn't play big college, but yeah, he was a former Cardinals starting quarterback as well. Yeah. I always that's one of the things I always like when I watch the movie when he's taking off the names off the board uh-huh. and you see when he pulls off Winchell's name right below it says Stony K. Case, yes, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a cool thing because they that team the next year they won undefeated, yeah, and they won like a national championship. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, nonetheless, we uh, we digress. Shocking. We're, we're talking about boobies. Let's get back to booby feast. Yeah, <laughs> which. This is like the third time today in a different reference we've said the word boobies. I also like Booby <laughs> Feaster because, you know, he's – I don't know if he knows that, like, he's – little fans are talking about him because his name is Booby Feaster. But he, like, is just following all these like, – he followed me after somebody was like – How do you keep getting these follows? Because Booby Feaster loves me. Why don't I get these follows? You're not engaged with it. somebody because when people see, so a I have name, to like, I have to like, I have to like, just like, basically put a bunch of crap out there for no reason. Of no, because when somebody sees that there's a guy who just all got offered a scholarship from U of L whose name is Booby Feaster, they tag me. They're like, you got to have this guy right at Card Chronicle, and then like Booby Feaster sees this and he's like, I'm gonna follow Mike. Well, why what? don't so many people tag me, Trevor? I mean, you got to get out there a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know how to say. It. I don't know. How, I don't know what to say. Well, you can get out there. You don't go out anywhere. It's, On, it's the internet world. Online. The online world is just being at home. I, I've got that mastered. Well, nobody thinks about you when they think about recruits. I'm sorry. You're going to have to get, you have to improve the brand a little bit more. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I just want to be liked. Foster that brand a little bit. Foster the kicks? Yes. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Bibby Feaster. We love you. Please come play. Come to Louisville. Please come play football for us. Yeah, I saw him. I was like, is this 2023 guy? I'm like, oh my God, is he good? And then I was like, oh, he's an eighth grader. Have we ever offered a kid that young? Oh, yeah. We it, happens, it happens all the time. Like, football, really? Yeah. I mean, it kind of gets forgotten about because half the time the kids don't end up being good. Like, I mean, UK yeah. just offered a seventh grader last year. I do remember, I think, reading that. It was because Jahai Brown, my guy, you sit in front of me at U of L fo- football games. Why didn't we recruit him? Well, I told you why. Did he follow you on Twitter? I told you. Let me tell the whole story again. Like UK, they did a savvy thing. His dad runs that Louisville Chargers program, which has won like back-to-back undefeated national championships. They have all these kids that are going into eighth grade or high school who are going to wind up being big-time recruits in a few years. And so, what do you do? You offer the coach of those kids, who's been kind of a mentor for them. You offer his son a scholarship, even yeah. though like and Jahide's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like his his highlight tape is unreal, but. 
he's probably not going to get a scholarship offer from UK if his dad's not running that program. It's a savvy thing. They're doing it. They're, the, the, that crew runs with the aspirations crew over there. A lot of guys that have gone to UK. So it's all kind of connected. There you go. Um, by the way, did you watch the the highlight film at all? I know you didn't, but I'm asking anyway. Isaac Brown, because it happened right before we went on air. The commitment we got. His highlight tape. If you have not watched it yet, go watch that young man's highlight film. Why do you ask questions you oh, don't have the answers to? Watch it during the break. Like I was excited about him reading the numbers, reading this the, is the, the kid rankings. We got in the 502 barbecue, right? The, the kid who committed yesterday. We talked yeah. about at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, first kid from 2024 to commit to us, the number seven running back in that class. I, I don't even read anything about him. Don't read the rank. Just watch the highlight film. Like you can see why he averaged 15.3 yards per carry. Dude is dynamite. I could not be more excited to see him on campus in a couple of years. That's gonna be awesome. I'm glad you're excited about something because I just read something on Twitter that made me not excited. What? They're actually going forward with this Roadhouse remake. I saw, and who is the, the guy? Who's, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is playing. Uh, I mean, yeah, really? I Can know. we get anybody? I mean, it's bad. The movie's gonna suck to begin with. Yeah. And you just want, are you just like guaranteeing it to suck even more? Yeah. Isn't Ronda Rousey supposed to be in this movie too? I don't know, Trevor. <laughs> I mean, it's just why? Why do we continue to just des? Just think of something different. Anything different. Texture says, Booby's going to make the bone zone and gorge. People don't entice him. <laughs> Texture says, I have an 11-month-old booby feaster. <laughs> Texture says, Jenna gets in trouble for saying ish on the air, but booby feaster is okay. It's a man's name. Yeah, we can say booby. Texture says, booby feaster sounds like a trip to HR to me. <laughs> I hear we're offering Booby Feaster uh, his cousin. I can't say that. Come on. Oh, that's come where you, on. That's where you get in trouble. That's where you get Look in trouble. Look at initials. Yeah. Texas says, if Mike Davis couldn't beat out Dre Davis when healthy, I'm not sure why expectations for rehab James should be anything minimal uh, above minimal besides desperation. Well, first of all, I don't, first week of practice. Yeah, and also I don't think, who's to say he wasn't going to beat out Mike Davis? Yeah, exactly. We don't, like, at the time, they were all competing for jobs. Like, nobody was a starter at that And they point. were going against each other when he got injured. So. It was October. It was the first week of, it was the first week of practice. Yeah. So, maybe he would have. Texas, Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't shower. Here it is. Isn't that, the, isn't that the, what you hear about uh, Matthew McConaughey and he's the same way? I knew, I saw that Ryan Reynolds and whoever he's married to said that they don't uh, shower, like bathe their kids more than like once every couple weeks, which seems wrong. I mean, like, do they really get that dirty? I'm like, I mean, yeah. Like, after like three days of Virginia, like, she, her hair is just like, it's like stuck. It's just like, it's like disgusting. You gotta wash it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, yeah, if anything, I'll just wash my hair. I mean, Texas says, so did Louisville just see an eighth grader was being offered and hop on the bandwagon? No, I think it was, um, they saw an eighth grader who's getting a lot of scholarships and who goes to the same school as Ruben Owens, the kid that just got committed. They saw an in. Why not get involved there? You it's got a little just, bit of juice in that high school. Why not make a play? I mean, I mean, he's one of, just one of, he's one of Scott's tots. Scott's tots. We love him. Texas says, TK likes it when you can see side booby feaster. <laughs> I like that text. Texas says, boobies are butts. Come on. <laughs> Texas says, so, yeah. Just to clarify, the homework assignment for Friday's show is the 06 West Virginia game. The the number. Do we need to like the one we win? Do 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 we need to like refer to it as homework? I mean, because that doesn't go well with me sometimes. Well, I mean, you're gonna watch it anyway. I mean, you say homework, I'm like, uh, it's watching football. 
You can do it. It's an oh, it's the 05 game, the the 06 game, the blackout game. I'm gonna come back and watch the wrong game. Like, what are you talking about? Watch the one that we win. There's an easy way to, to differentiate between the two. The 05 we play at West Virginia, we lose. The 06 we play at Louisville and we win. It's a blackout. Watch it; it's glorious. The ECU game was also the, the texture corrected himself. That was the he's talking about the 01 game, which I figured we'll do that. I, I think we should do that one next week because that was a fun game as well. Make that happen. Texas says, can you and Trevor rank your five favorite basketball movies? Oh, God, we already there. <laughs> well, one is Hoosiers. One is Hoop Dreams for me. One is Hoosiers for me. Uh, well, documentaries, I feel like, should be in a different category. But if they're not, then Hoop Dreams is one. See, I mean, I, I don't want to go in order exactly because I've, I've, re- I've uh, allowed to change this. But I'll say White Man Can't Jump is right there, obviously. Oh, would I? I might have that above Hoosiers. I mean, they're they're right there, the two. Um, who would be? I mean, basketball doesn't have the exact same uh, library as baseball does. Above the rim. Yeah, I mean, it's cor- how do you feel about he got game? Except for the ending. Exactly. Going back to my thing. I mean, bad endings ruin entire movies I mean, for me. The the movie in general is pretty good. Um, my favorite memory of the movie is coming off my cigarette break at, at the video store and. Coming in to find that movie playing always comes back to you, doesn't it? Store full of people. Always a very personal the new, thing. The new, the new the new employee was like, I was like, put a movie in. He's like, I'll put this in. Oh god! <laughs> I was like, I'm like, no. Um, Brooklyn is definitely in the house. <laughs> that's the, the, those four right there. Yeah, I mean, Charlie, what are we forgetting? Something? Do you count Finding Forrester as a basketball movie? Because I like that movie. It's no. not really a basketball movie. Though. You count Basketball Diaries as a basketball movie? Not really. And I, I'm not crazy about that one. I, I like the movie, but I wouldn't call it a basketball movie either. I'd still have, because parts of He Got Game are really good. I'd still probably have that Oh, the in my movie top in five. general, for the most part, the movie's good. The end is so bad. It's so dumb. I mean, yeah. Uh, let's see. Just it also movie. became quickly outdated because there was no way, like a couple of years after that, because that movie I think came out in 99. A couple of years after that, there was no way a kid as good as Jesus Shuttlesworth is ever even thinking about going to college. Like, everybody who was anybody was going straight from high school to the pros. All right, here we go. Here's, here's according to the good people at Esquire, and they wouldn't lie to us, right? Never. They did a top 20. Okay. We'll do quickly. Celtic Pride at 20. We don't, I don't, you don't need to do all 20. Just well, do I just wanted down. to throw Celtic Pride out there. I like Celtic Pride. I do, too. Teen Wolf also in the t- in, out there. Basketball Diaries they have listed. I just asked you not to do this. I know. I'm going. Just going just, I'm, seeing, I'm, just, I'm throwing out names and not in any particular order. Well, that's, that's the same thing. Well, by the way, one of them is, was listed by Rashad as his favorite movie as Sunset Strip. Uh, I've seen it. It's okay. It's not very good. Uh, okay. For number 10, Space Jam. Mm, okay. Above the Rim's 11, by the way. That's fine. Uh, number 9. Cornbread, Earl, and Me. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Never heard of it either. Eight is Finding Forrester. Okay. Seven, Uncut Gems. Eh, we've talked about them before. These people at Esquire clearly have no taste. Yeah, this guy guy needs to be taken out back and beaten with a bag of oranges. Number six, Glory Road. I wouldn't put it in my top hundred of sports movies. Yeah, it's not great. Five, Coach Carter. Top ten, not top five. Uh, Four, Hoosiers. Okay, he has a little bit of taste. Three, he got game. Two, love and basketball. Mm. <laughs> Does Mary work for Esquire? Maybe. <laughs> and number one, I think it's this may be easy as White Man Can't Jump. Okay. But I mean, White Man Can't Jump, written by, written by the same person who wrote Tin Cup and uh, Bull Durham. I, I'm aware. Um, yeah, I would go. This, this list is awful, by the way. Uh, it didn't give me any other. 
Yeah, I think the four I mentioned are probably my top four right there. I think I'm going Hoop Dreams. I probably go Hoosier second. I go White Man Can't Jump third. I'd go. I guess probably he got game fourth. There was a really good movie about Earl the Goat Manigault. You, I was give me a minute. I was gonna say it. That no, I can't remember the name. Number of, but twelve. I liked it. And this is not, by the way, this was an HBO movie, but it's not available on HBO Max. I remember I watched it on Netflix back in the day when they sent the discs to your house. Rebound, the Earl, Rebound, Legend of right. Earl Manigault. I like yes. that movie. For some reason, that and another HBO movie, Cobb, are unavailable on HBO Max. Very strange. Very weird, and I'd like to go back and watch them. What about Luck of the Irish, Disney original movie? Uh, never saw it. <laughs> uh, I would go Hoosiers, White Man Can't Jump, almost a 1A, 1B, too, as well, though. Sixth Man? Um, yeah, that's a good one. And no! Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Uh, no, I would say probably would be... Above the rim, three and four would be above. Uh, what about blue chips? You got game. Five would be blue. I would put blue chips as a five. Corny, very good if you're in my age limit. But if it's a movie, if you showed somebody not inside my age round, it's probably going to not come off very good. I'd probably go above the rim five, narrowly beating out um, blue chips and. Um, whatever your five was. I want to watch that Earl Manigault movie because I remember really liking that movie. It was good. But it's been so long since I've seen it, I need to rewatch it. It's a while for me, too. I feel like it was like early 20s. Yeah. And it's well, it's also Don Cheeto, which is really good. I just remember the multiple scene is when he's like at the police station. And he's talking as if he like took a summer off and it's been like five years. And he had no idea. <laughs> like it's... Texas says, would you consider our tier one rivalries UK, Cincy, and WVU? Or is WVU tier two with Memphis State? I think Memphis is above West Virginia. Are we talking about football? I think just all sports. Well, because I think it varies between the sports. I, I mean, think for younger people, West Virginia might be like ahead of Memphis, but for I think overall, Memphis is probably still a bigger rival. I, I probably hate them evenly, actually. I mean, no, nah, Memphis a little more though. Maybe yeah, you're right. I probably I mean from, I still don't like Southern Miss though, but that's just me. That's, I mean, that's a very and that's a, that's a very time specific. That rivalry. is thirty five and above age group right there. I think it, it's a very limited group, and it was for like a very specific period of time. It was like from like ninety five through like two thousand. Oh no, no, it started in the early nineties. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you got remember you had the whole Brett Favre game Brett, too, the Brett Favre game, but like also we weren't that really good. Like, well, that was eighty. No, that was not. It was after the year after the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, we sucked that year. I think we went like six and five, didn't we, or something? I think we went. I thought we went like three and eight. Maybe we did. I thought we went six and five, but I could be wrong. Because then we didn't get we didn't get good again until the Brom Liberty Bowl year. Because uh, getting defend, well, that was in ninety two. I think it was ninety three. Maybe yeah. maybe ninety three. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we also did play. I mean, I wouldn't say we weren't any good. We also did play some one of the tougher out of conferences. As an, well, we were an independent. So this we, is why jumping around from conference to conference just sucks for building rivalries because. We don't have enough time to foster new rivalries. And I think if you ask any Louisville fan, like Louisville's biggest rivals outside of Kentucky, Cincinnati is probably going to be everybody's number two. Kentucky didn't even start till '94, technically. But I mean, but I mean, they, we still were rivals. Yeah, like yeah. you would still say back in the day, like that was your biggest rival. Like if you say number two, everybody's going to say Cincinnati. I think. I think that's who they would go to for second because we've been consistent rivals. We were consistent rivals with them in basketball and football. We haven't been the same conference in damn near a decade now. And we haven't played them in damn near a decade now. And they're yeah. still probably holding on at number two. Memphis, we went a long time without not being in the same conference there. Um, and now West Virginia, it's been over a decade since we were a conference made for them. And we were only in the Big East with them for a limited amount of time. It just, 
it sucks. Like, I'd love to be in a conference for a long period of time and, like, 40 years from now say, yeah, like, Syracuse is our, like, our third biggest rival. Or, like, we had a good thing going with Marquette in basketball in when we were in the Big East because we played so many – in Conference USA when we because we played so many good games and both teams were so good. And just conference hopping just ruins all that. It sucks. Well, so the Missiles part of that conference USA rivalry, too. Yeah, and we, – well, they also kind of fell off the face of the earth before we – Left CUSA, yeah, and now they are a woeful program. Yeah, they were. They're like Charlotte basketball. Like (laughs) you tell kids that this program was relevant for this brief period of time, and they would never believe you now. Charlotte basketball just stopped trying. Yeah, so I would say yeah, probably like that oh one oh two ish area when they started Tyrone Nix at coach and stuff. Yeah, who was the running? Who was a running back on their team too? That was a pain in our side. Yeah, Um, Texas Booby Feaster. Okay. What you what you got there, huh? What, yeah. what does it say? Texas, you're thinking of Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Are they the ones that don't bathe their kids? That's awful. Just bathe their kids. Why would they not bathe their kids? I don't know. Texas, what's wrong with Jake Gyllenhaal as Dalton? Who's TK's choice? I don't. TK's nope. choice is not to make the Patrick, movie. Patrick, yeah, my my is don't make the movie. That that's what that's my choice because watching it's going to make me end up like like when they look at the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing. My Te- face is going to melt from pain. Texas, who's driving for Alpine next year? Oh, I wish you followed F1 at all so we could talk about this drama. <laughs> oh, oh, my okay. God. You got three minutes on top there. I'll finish it off with some, Al- with some Alpine talk. Okay. So, do you have a – I don't think you even have like a, so, huh? a basic, a basic understanding of how F1 works. So, there's 10 teams. Every team has two drivers, 20 cars, 20 drivers every single year. So, the fight for seats is strong. Like, these people get paid tons. These are the best drivers in the world. It's very, very tough. So earlier this week, there was a shocking announcement. Fernando Alonso announces that he's leaving Alpine. This is a former world champion, one of the best no. best drivers of all time. He's leaving to go to, like, the second worst team in F1. So this everybody's like, well, they're clearly just making room for this Oscar Piastri kid who's, like, he dominated F2 last year, which is the second biggest league. He's, like, the next big thing in racing. He's been waiting for a seat. They're going to make room for him. So Alpine today announces the move that everybody's expecting. Oscar's got the seat next year. Oscar comes out like two hours later and tweets out, uh, without my agreement, Alpine F1 has put out that I've joined their team for next year. I will not be driving for them next season. Uh-oh. Huge drama. Nobody knows Whoa. what the hell is going on. So wait a minute. So, so did they, they don't have Oscar or? Uh, and now Fernando Alonso is going. And Fernando's gone, gone too? He's bouncing. They lost a world champion and like the next big thing in, this, in three days. Incredible. What's F- Alpine going to do? That's the, that's what the texture just asked. They've I got mean, uh, Esteban Ocon. Ocon is still driving for them. Ocon. And now he needs a teammate for next year. And who knows who it's going to be? Maybe Sebastian Vettel just keep a Two people per car? No, two people per team. Okay. Yeah. But incredible. Is Alpine High like, drama. Is Alpine like uh, are they the Yankees of the— of No, no, no. They're, they're like mid-tier. They're, like, they're always competing for like the fourth, fifth spot in the okay. Constructors' Cup. Like basically if you're not Red Bull, Mercedes, or Ferrari, you have no chance to win. But, like, you compete with the other teams that are kind of in your same range. So they compete with, like, McLaren in the middle of the pack. And it's big money. Who's your favorite again? <sighs> I kind of just root for drivers. I don't really root for teams. Okay. okay. I still like I like Lewis Hamilton. He's like, he is kind of like the Yankees, although he's down at the end of his career. Lewis Hamilton, who's he raced for? Mercedes. He's with Mercedes. Five podiums in a row now. Slow start this year, but he's doing okay. Five podiums. Has not won. He become the first driver who has 300 grand pre starts to ever win a race if he. Now, if you win the, the, the Formula 1 500, you get orange juice at the end, right? It's not. There's no Formula 1 500. <laughs> no, every race is a Grand Prix. You spray every – the top three finishers go on the podium. I used to like – And they spray champagne I at each other. I used to play Grand Prix. <laughs> I, used to play, <laughs> I used to play 
check that motion. Prix at the, uh, yeah. Well, that and just what you said. Uh, the, grand, the Grand Prix, I used to play Grand Prix at the, uh, the arcade. You used to sit in the, uh, you got to sit down in the whole game and, and drive the car. It was awesome. It's, it is a great game. It's an awesome game. Texas says, uh, Brian Brown said at the presser there will be more tighter coverage. Good. Great. I hope we rush more than three on third on passing down. <laughs> tighter coverage. Oh, man. Yeah, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll have a, the 5 o'clock hour. We'll get into, I mean, people want to talk about the rivals. We can do that a little bit. Um, also, we have a DJ Wagner update of the day. Oh, we'll, should I get the music ready for Get this? the music ready. Okay. We'll do that after the break, and we'll take more of your text at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday on 1450 The Big X. The reins over to Jordan Demley, the Cardinal Insider. And then we got Louisville Bats taking on Indianapolis tonight. 6.35 cover starting, 7.05 first pitch. All the action right here on 1450 The Big X. These the Bats, the future um, 2024 Independent League champions. I'll tell you what, if I'm on the Bats playing shortstop, I'm looking at these trades going like, I'm screwed. I was about to say, I'm, I better, I better imagine get the competition for the starting shortstop for the Louisville Bats the next two years. I better get years. to the majors now. It's unbelievable. I'm about to be, I'd be out there practicing center field. Like, just move me. <laughs> like, I had... I'm a, who is the one of the Bats starting? <laughs> I always thought it was it was so funny. One of my one of my good buddies who I also played with in high school, who like, he ends up going to West Virginia since we're talking about rivals. Jose Barrero. Be practicing, buddy. Yeah. So we went to he's, – and he's going to end up playing third base next year for the Reds. But my buddy, he went to West Virginia. He ended up leading – he set a record for hits in the Big East. I don't know if it still stands, but he was he was very good. But he was like a, still a low draft pick. But he was in the White Sox organization like and was tearing it up. It was like a double-A all-star. And like every time the White Sox would trade – he played second base. Like every time the White Sox would trade for like a high-profile second base, we'd be like, uh, Coon? Like, like, <laughs> like uh, what's up, TK? Like, like, it's, 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 he's, like, he's like, son of a – he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, they don't want – he's like, they only want to – if they don't have money invested in you, then you're going to – because they, they had like a, a guy who was his same age who they drafted like in the first round and gave a ton of money to. And Coon was like way better than him in all the minor leagues, like always had better stats. But he like never got a shot in the bigs because – they had like a mil, seven mil invest in this dude. So they're going to keep giving him shots. He ended up sucking. But Tyler, I felt bad for him. Never. I mean, we're, he played AAA for a bunch. Played a bunch of games at Slugger Field. Never got a call up to the bigs. Which I mean, we're talking about shortstop. And, and I mentioned, you know, I just brought up, you know, Jose. He's like the best prospect on this this team right now, and he's a shortstop. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and they've got some solid players. I've kind of grown a fondness for uh, my man Ronnie uh, Baby Hawk Dawson. You love no, Baby Hawk. He's not even related. I just keep calling. I just like to call him the Baby Hawk. I know. Uh, he's from oh, he went to Ohio State from Columbus, but he's pretty good. 
Uh, and we're actually starting uh, TJ Zush, who's a former first round pick of the Blue Chase today. Love it on the mound. But yeah, when I looked at the rest of the lineup, yeah, the the one guy that's like considered like the one prospect right now is already the shortstop. Yeah, he's probably going to play third next year, if I had to guess. We'll see. Um, well, because somebody has to play third. Well, he had. I mean, he's got to play second and he first. He played too. short for the Reds two years ago because yeah. they had no other choice. They had a bunch of injuries and did not go great. But then he. Changed his name, I've and he that, uh, that story before. He changed. Oh, that's not his first name. He was not Jose Barrera a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> you think that was going to help? Like people were going to notice? No, I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember reading what the like what it was, but he, he came because like for a while there, when the bats like last season, like Jose Barrera. I'm like, who is this guy? How like do I not know? I'm like, oh, he was on the team last year. Yeah, that this uh, this is random, but this is what we do in the show. Well, the name change. Do. The name. The name change thing that just reminded me of something. Like, so I watch a lot of TNT and TBS for wrestling purposes. Plus, I like the, the reruns they play. And they do this thing, like, called, like, the, uh, they're doing these, like, new specials where there's they're some, they're, some they're going after, like, rich and famous scumbags. Like, the guy did, like, you know, Girls Gone Wild. And the others, they're trying to, like, unsolve mystery type things. And one of them they're doing coming up, or maybe they already had it, and it just, I just passed. But nonetheless, is they're doing on the mystery of what happened to Brian Williams. And I don't know if you remember that name or not. NBC reporter? That's, uh, he was the one who was allegedly killed by his brother, right? I don't remember if that was... I think you're maybe confusing him with uh, the the uh, Lorenzo Wright, actually. But both... And here's, here's what maybe what stuck out to me is they were like, Brian Williams... No, he was the one that was lost on a boat. Right, and they always was thought his brother, brother okay, did it. I didn't yeah. know it was okay. Because his wife got killed, too. But what baffled me was what, like, what I thought was interesting was they kept calling it the story of Brian Williams when... His name was Bison Daley. Right. He changed it several years before he passed. Because that was a yeah. But they I, were like they I were like exactly Brian Williams. About. Brian Williams. I'm like, and I knew exactly who they were talking about because I remember him as Brian Williams. But so his he and his brother were very close. His brother like, his brother basically like, like they died, and his brother takes the boat and like goes somewhere totally off the grid. And he ends up killing himself. He gets arrested. He ends up killing himself like a year and a half okay, later. Okay, I don't remember that. And I think it was. I mean. It sounds like a pretty cut and dry. I mean, it's too. It's it's, it's it's weird though. You have two players that played in the same era though that yeah. have unknown deaths. Him and Lorenzo Wright as well. And then, but the, the name change is what made me think about that. Wasn't was like, Lorenzo Wright? Didn't like his his ex wife like they hire still a don't, Yeah, they they they, they have they have theories, but yeah. yeah, there was like supposedly there's some audio of like his last moments where somebody and you can he somebody comes up behind him and, and shoots him from right. behind and but yeah no but there's still like actual no like definitive answer of who it was and. But I just thought it was weird. Like, I mean, like, why would you call it the story of Brian Williams when, I mean. Yeah, Jose Barrero changed his name in May of 2021. He was Jose Garcia when he played for the Reds the year before, but he changed it to honor his mother. Um, that was her last name. She died of COVID uh, that, that year. So he went with Barrero because she raised him. Still most famous sports name, Muhammad Ali, Clashes Clay. Change. Yeah, for sure. Well, you think that's more than Lou Alcindor? Ooh, that's a good question. They're probably right there hand in hand. That's an interesting one. What is the more famous name change in sports? I'd say probably Muhammad Ali, but it's close. I'm going to go Ali. Internationally. I think also when you, I think more people are going to know it was a change. Where some people I think maybe don't realize Kareem was not his original name. Could be. I could see where people were like, oh, it's, it's, I mean, I, I believe that. All right, let's do it. Uh, we, we only have a limited amount of time. Let's do it. DJ Wagner, play the day time. Oh, yeah. Get the music ready. Let's go. It's go time. Oh, you know I'm ready. I've been watching all of it. I've been watching it all night. I heard it six times last night. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. Where's DJ going to go to school? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Is his 
Ranking back at one. Justify Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. Why do these recruiting experts seem to keep flip flopping Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner? Okay, we're good. DJ Wagner. Two part update today. Two parter. Two parter. Now we're going on a cliffhanger and open tomorrow Thursday show with the second part. Two parter. Um. By the way, Texas says, there's DJ Wagner news, and Trevor asked, should I cue up the music? Jenna would have just known. No, Jenna would have been like, oh, bleep. <laughs> she, she would have just cussed. The first part of the update is on three updated their rankings um, post Gigi Jackson reclassifying and going to South Carolina early this week. Yep. And we expected this to happen. DJ Wagner bumps up. He's now, once again, according to on three, the number one player in America. Damn skippy. For, if you're wondering... Because we love like the movie the on this is the summer of on three conspiracy summer of sat summer of on three conspiracy summer of DJ Wagner, so Louisville has one committed prospect in this 2023 class, Caleb Glenn formerly of Mail now at La Lumiere, he was number 60 in the last rankings he's number 83 now baby, he, on three hates us on three dropped him 23 <laughs> 23 spots, why? Because they love UK they're in bed with KSR. Big, I mean big on three hates. Just hates U of L. They love the Midwest. They love Ohio State in football. They love UK in basketball. This is big on three. So just ignore them. They're, that's why no one takes them seriously. Well, only only ignore them when they're hating on us, but pay attention to them when they're rating our guys highly. That's the way recruiting rankings work. Oh, yeah, okay. that's how we do it. But Caleb Glenn down twenty three spots, eighty three. One of the biggest followers in this class since the updated rankings. I don't know why. By all accounts, he had a pretty good summer on the EYBL circuit. But on three is going to on three. But DJ Wagner up to number one. Isaiah Collier is right behind him. He may end up going to Cincinnati to play for Wes Miller, which is kind of shocking. But he's the number two prospect in these rankings. The Mackenzie Mbako, who's going to Duke, is number three. Justin Edwards, UK commit, is number four. And then that kid, uh, Buzelis, whose name, first name I can't remember. Is, Jeff? The, the G, no, not Buzelis. <laughs> he's going to the G League, which so we don't care about him. You know, you go to the G League. I, I, I reserve the right to forget about your existence when you go to the G League. That's, I reserve the right to never know who you are before. But here's the, the, the other DJ Wagner day of the day. So Travis Branham, one of the – I don't want to call him a flip-flopper because I think he's just trying to cover the the recruitment accurately. He has – I think he was on – I guess people are saying he's on Sweeney's show today. I don't know if he wrote this as an update. But he's now saying anybody who's telling you that DJ Wagner to UK is a lock, they don't know what they're talking about. Who said this thing? Travis Branham, 24 okay, seconds. Right, okay, yeah. He's the guy he put in the crystal ball to yeah, UofL. Yeah. He flipped it back to UK. He's oh, this, all over the place. This has been this has been his his this, baby. This yeah. is how you do recruiting yeah. coverage. Like it's just it's all over the place. You just don't know. Uh, but he's saying essentially that the Nike deal that UK fans are going crazy over. You know, he's posing for that. He's on the Nike app. He's mm-hmm. posing for that new Drake group that Haley Van Lith also posed for. Um, <sighs> Is not I an, guess that doesn't get mentioned. It's not an NIL deal. Branham is saying that. And you know who else also said that? DJ Wagner himself <laughs> said it's not an NIL deal. Quit being in denial, Mike. I'm not saying he's not going to UK. I'm still saying he's probably a UK lean. That's the way I, I, I'm not wavering from my 70 to 30. I'm just saying that whole thing has been a little bit overblown. But there's the Travis Branham update. He says it's still up in the air. Very much 50-50. Travis Branham, Travis Branham, Travis Branham. Where's that y'all guy who said it was 95-5? <laughs> These guys know what they're doing. There's your DJ Wagner update of the day. Are you still feeling like it's more 50-50? Are you taking Branham? Are you more Branham or Rutherford at this point? I'm still 50-50. You're still there. I'm still keeping out hope. Texas says the DJ Wagner song is my only fond memory of Game of Thrones now. Oh, be, be, 
first of all, if you have eight seasons and one is bad, even I'll give you two. Dracarys. Even if two are bad, that's still the, the mass, vast majority of good. They picked the wrong two to be bad is the problem. You can't uh, like a good show. Did you ever watch Homeland? Well, mo- yeah, but I stopped after like season two. See, exactly. Like it starts I don't off know great. About season one actually. It starts off great. There are terrible seasons in the middle. But it ends super strong. Like, I have more fond memories of that show than I should because it got terrible in the middle because it ended so strongly. When, when, if Game of Thrones had done that. Was season one or two that it did end with the bombing of the embassy? I think that they was were the on end the bunker. of one. Then I never watched past one then, yeah. Oh, I mean, well. I never watched One's but, really good. Yeah, well, the one season was solid. But I think, I think I guess I tried to watch them in season two, the next season, and it just didn't do it for me. I just saw the, the last text here that says, those texts are for KRC, by the way, which means I have to read them. That's the way it works. <clears throat> um, Texas says, I'd be pretty shocked if we got Bradshaw at this point. I'm worried that the Miami game could be closer than we want it to be late in the first half and the third quarter. These are all just texts to, K- to KRC by the same guy. Like, obviously listening to the podcast and just reacting. Like Miami game, what? The UK opens the season with Miami football. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we should, like, I know we're reading KRC Texas as a joke, but that does kind of have an effect on Louisville because we are still um, we're recruiting. Uh, Bradshaw, what's his first name, Trevor? He doesn't have one. He, are you? Are you just not going to learn? It's, it's if he a, commits, will you learn his first name's Aaron? It's not. Well, spoiler. What were you going to guess? Ahmad. Ahmad. You always say Ahmad. I said Isaiah for a while. Yeah. It's, it's Aaron Bradshaw. I do begin with an A. But UK got that. Arnold. What? Arnold Bradshaw. <laughs> Know what to do with you? <laughs> you think that's weird? I think that's the fact that's what the last two minutes while you were talking, looking at why Dane Cook was trending. Oh, because he married engaged to a twenty-three-year-old. Yeah, he's fifty. Did you see that they also said like his longtime girlfriend? I'm like, I hope it wasn't too long. <laughs> How long is long time? Well, it also she's bas- twenty-three. It also, it also took me my, my attention because her name is Kelsey, but she spells it K E L S I. Yeah, that's not I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Do I like that? Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. real quickly, because we, well, we don't I have know. I'm sorry to mean to distract. UK did get a commitment from the Uganda Onyensu, uh, probably pronouncing that wrong, kid. The Uganda Giants. Yesterday, who's seven foot two. Kumala. He's seven foot. He's a big time prospect. He was in 2023 kid. He's reclassifying to 2022. I have to imagine that hurts their chances to land. Aaron Bradshaw. Oh. I mean, there's no guarantee that this kid's going to be a one and done, but if he does stick around for a couple of years, which big men sometimes are projects, especially in this day and age, like you've pointed out with the NBA game changing so much, maybe if you're a seven-footer, you learn for a year under Oscar Shibway, and then you take the reins in year Mm -hmm. two, but Aaron Bradshaw probably doesn't want that. Maybe this makes, I don't know, him pushing back his commitment, which was a surprise a few weeks ago. A little bit more understandable. Maybe this. Maybe UofL is more of a player. I th- I still think, if I had to guess, that it sounds like he's more UK or G League. But maybe we got a puncher's chance here with it with the this kid going to UK. I always keep hope alive. And now him pushing back his commitment, which I don't think that those two things are unrelated. Because I think he was ready to commit to UK at Peach Jam. He got wind that this kid was going to reclassify and probably go to UK, and now he's not so sure. Today's National Boob Day. You've lost me. I've, yeah, you lost me for the last ten minutes, but yeah. Because we're talking about sports. Yeah. Well, is it not weird that we offered a guy named Booby on National Boob Day? Booby Feaster. Texas says Booby Bradshaw. <laughs> Texas says, how about Peter Dinklage as Dalton? I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
that's funny. Good text. Texas says Ron Artest and Meta World Peace. Was it, it, Meta World Peace is another famous name change? No, because I don't even call him that. I just call him Ron Artest. Still. And you don't call Chad Johnson to Chad Ochocinco was another one. Yeah, but I think he changed it back to Johnson. Did he not? I think you're right. Yeah. So I mean, and now now I still I go back and forth between uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Aroof and Chris Jackson. And then there was also uh, the, the other player, the the Oliver St. Jean, changed his name to to Tariq something, I think, Tariq Aquad or something. Clearly a one that should not be competing with Muhammad Ali. And yeah. You can't well, even remember what the name change was. Yeah, I can tell you he was a lottery pick out of San Jose State by the, by the Kings. And his name was Oliver St. His original name was Oliver St. Jean. Uh, Danimal on Twitter, by the way, you can always tweet at us during the show. It's not just the text line if you don't want to use it. Uh, at Card Chronicle, at Big X Sports Radio, at Trevor Kelsey. Uh, he says, through the fire, not in your guys' top five. That was the Sebastian Telfair documentary. Wow, wow. It did get us Terry Rozier. He said the only yeah, reason he wanted yeah. to go to Louisville is because he was obsessed with that documentary growing up. I just, That documentary just made it so apparent that Telfair was stringing us along. Plus, that, I, don't, mad. I know you, you, we, you said this already, but I don't, I don't. when you say ask me for my favorite basketball movies, documentaries don't. Go See, I've got Hoop Dreams at one, yeah. but if that doesn't count, then yeah. It's, but that, God, that doc, if he had just been honest with Patino, and said, like, three months earlier, like, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to go pro, which he knew the whole time. We could have gotten Rondo. We wouldn't have gotten Andre McGee. We no, live. could. We would. Rondo wanted to be a card. That's what I said. Yeah. We would have gotten Rajon Rondo. We would not have gotten Andre McGee. We live in a world where Rick Pitino is coaching the most powerful basketball program in America, and I think that's proved by science and reason. Sebastian Telfair is the only reason why we're not in that position. It goes, he's patient zero. He's ground zero for this whole thing. He ruined Louisville basketball by stringing us along. I mean, for what it's worth, I think karma's kind of come back and bit him in the butt. Not hard enough. Wow. You, I'm like Tom Crean yelling at that Michigan assistant. You ruined Louisville basketball. <laughs> also, Rick Pitino probably should have recruited the local kid over over Telfair. Yeah, especially since the local kid was better anyway. I saw a picture on Facebook, or I guess on Twitter, of like um, – Rondo, Mike Bush, and Montreal Jones playing golf together. And I was like, man, what a time to be a Louisville athlete. Like, those three guys, <laughs> unbelievable. And two of them, all three of them should have been Cardinals. Two of them were, all three of them should have been. Even though one started at Tennessee. But he, he found his way. Found his former way Big X radio host. Texture says the fish that saved, uh, saved Pittsburgh should be on there. Eh. I've seen it. It's Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. It's like my dad. Like That's his... His Democrat. Like, he loved that movie. I mean, I, listen, I like older movies, too, but it still doesn't. Yeah, it's corn. It's no. Like Mike? No. Like Mike sucks, no. Texas no. says, F Memphis made Dana Kirk burn in hell. That's a little <laughs> little strong, but okay. Uh, Texas, I think FSU is becoming that new rival. I mean, FSU's, but FSU also had a rivalry in the early 90s as well, a little bit in basketball. We have history in football. We had history with them in basketball in the Metro. Well, the problem with, I mean, the problem with the basketball rivalry is kind of the problem with the Virginia quote-unquote rivalries. They're just kicking the bleep out of us every year. Well, currently, you mean, yeah. we got to start beating them a little bit if we yeah, want that be to nice, be a rival. Yeah, Because uh, like, the thing is, when they're, and also, like, their fans don't care about basketball. It's not like the, like, Memphis and Cincinnati fans, they cared about football, but they were always going to care about basketball, right? Oh, yeah. Memphis is a bet. They're both basketball teams. They both yeah. are. But, like, yeah. every, like, everybody cares about football when you're good. So when you've got good football teams, like Cincinnati fans are going to – like, they've been diehards recently because they've gotten good. But with Florida State, even when they're really good at basketball, like, they just – they don't care enough for, I think, them to match our passion. Even Memphis ever. has been decent the last year. Yeah, year, and, like, yeah. again, like, every – Produced a lot of talent, Every quote-unquote basketball fan base – somebody made the quote, like, every quote-unquote basketball fan base – is a football fan base just waiting to get good at football. And I think that there's some truth to that. Like, we are 
we certainly are a basketball first school. We're known as that. But when football is good, and we've had that happen a number of times over the years where we're like, you know, ranked in the top 15, ranked in the top 10, playing big time games. You've seen this area go football crazy in a yeah. way that you didn't see it like in the 80s and very rarely in the 90s. And I think the same is true for places like Memphis and Cincinnati. So if you can get football to like that level, you're going to have a rabid fan base. The difference is, I think, with football first fan bases, even when basketball is really good, it's hard to get a segment of that fan base excited about it. And I think Florida State falls in that category too. Like they don't, they just like, I remember their, I remember their, their SB Nation site, the guy who manages it was like, we're playing in the Elite Eight today and our top three posts on the website are all about recruiting and football. I'm like, that's just it's, it's it, yeah. the way it's going to be there. Texas says, uh, can we have TK pronounce the names of the Al-Qaeda terrorist that was killed yesterday? <laughs> Did you know there that the- There was a terrorist killed yesterday? Yeah, like the Al-Zawari, the guy who was like the- Al-Zawari? He took over for Bin Laden after he was killed. We got him. Bin Laden? We got him, Trev. All right. Would you go to Taiwan, Trevor? That's the, the follow-up question. Mm, why wouldn't I? Yeah, sure. Did you, did you know that that was a big thing today? Taiwan? Yeah. It's not trending. Yeah, you know, I, I believe it is. I got No, I got trending. I'm looking right at MLB trade deadline. Well, you're looking at the side thing. National look, look Boob at the, Day. Look the at the rap, top trending topics. Batgirl, which makes me wonder if all three are connected. Trending topics. Uh, <laughs> Taiwan. I did love that Taiwan instantly got bumped by Padres earlier today when the trade was happening. Why Taiwan's is, still trending. It's why is Taiwan trending? Because Nancy Pelosi went there and China's saying that they're going to, like, destroy us because she did that. Huh? Yeah, well, you can Google it. I mean, you know. Pelosi's kind of a puss anyway, but still, I mean. <laughs> Coming in hot. <laughs> I mean, what's this? Texas <laughs> he is. I mean. Texas says, I'm a podcast listener, so forgive me if it's already been said. But when the pro bono talk came up about our new attorney in Clinton, I thought there would be a Freudian slip with the earlier talk in the show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Texas, it's hard to consider FSU a rival when they don't consider us one. That's where we fall into the Clemson category. Exactly. But, like, but I, mean, I would think I think we look at Clemson as maybe somewhat rivalry. Well, no, but they but we haven't beaten Clemson. We've had a back and forth with Florida State since we joined the ACC. True. But they're never going to consider us a rival. They've got because they've got like they have tiers of rivals already that we can't crack through, and that's fine. Um, I mean, they've got regional rivals. They've got a couple more. I think conference rivals bigger. Well, Florida most most importantly in Miami. In Miami, yeah. and that's you know you're just you're never going to be like that's the best you can hope for is like kind of the third tier with a program like Florida State. But yeah. if we're talking football and basketball, maybe there's something there. Even baseball, we've had some really good series over the years. I wonder, like especially in more, there'd be more in basketball. I know we don't have time to get too into into depth of this, but like I wonder who has that impression of us in basketball that we like that considers us kind of robbery, but we just look at them and like, huh. Like, we mentioned us with, like, Florida State a little bit, and us with Clemson, DePaul. maybe. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> I mean, but they'd be, I mean, there's got to be one, right? I mean, is there one that, like, that, that looks at us and goes, man, I can't stand them. I hate Louisville. Like, I think be. Marquette was there for a while, I'm, that, where that, we thought that we a were good above one. them. That's a good one comes to mind. Um, I mean, kind of Memphis for a little bit of time. but like, Yeah, but we still In the height them. of their rivalry, we definitely consider them yeah, a rival. But we they, look at them. We don't look at them as equals, but we look at them as a team we hate. To, we love to beat because we hate them as well. Right. But then like, there was a period of time there where we were just always better than they were, and they kind of fell off, and we were still going strong. Yeah, but I still enjoyed beating them. Sure. Um, it's a good question. I, I'm trying – nowadays, it's so like we just don't have – I mean, maybe like Wake Forest. I but, mean, I mean, yeah, but we don't know. I mean, I, I guess how do we even – I think Pitt hates us. I mean, we have to answer. We can't really answer, honestly, because that's the whole point is we don't know that they hate right. us like that. I mean, I think Pitt does, but they, just because we beat them all the time, it's kind of like a, like they're sort of, 
they view us. But, but the thing is, like, they've been also really bad. But even, the, even when they were good, we were destroying them. And then, like you said, with the conference jumping, I mean, we've only been in ACC, it's what, now six years? And yeah, it's just hard. I mean, we haven't really been at a level to, to form that kind of hatred with another school. I mean. Texas, Virginia Tech. They do kind of hate us because we always killed them. But they also, like, they're more of a football fan base. And they also destroyed us last year. Yeah, I mean, broke that streak. God, could you not have saved any streak? Like we, every, last year we lost every streak we've ever had. Every everything that was near and dear to my heart. I'm every sorry, cool I'm fact. Sorry Ray Stevens didn't pass away. The November winning streak, the DePaul day, the Virginia Tech streak, all gone, all just kaput. Whatever. I don't even get props on that great Ray Stevens reference. Yeah, I don't, I don't really you know? Did you get the reference? No, I don't. That's He's why the, you don't the get singer. He, they call me. They did the streaker song. Okay. Of the streak. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, whatever. Show's over. <laughs> Uh, reminder. I get no respect here. I swear. Dropping great names like that, and I don't get nothing. It's like two guys driving along. He's like, nice, Trevor. Ray Stevens. Well done. <laughs> reminder, programming note. We have no show tomorrow. Louisville Bats have an afternoon doubleheader. They've got a makeup game. You'll hear that right here on 1450 The Big X. No Rutherford show. We'll be back on Thursday, normal time, 3 to 5.30. I think the Friday show will be the same exact thing. What do you have? You got 60 seconds. What was the day's theme in music? Oh, God, no idea. I can't remember one of the songs. You can't remember one of them? No. Uh, it was uh, Genius of Love by Tom Tom Club, Mr. Broken Wings by Mr. Mister, Vacation by the Go-Go's, Hungry Like a Wolf by Duran Duran, and Let's Get Down by Tony Tony Tony. Uh, same double names in the band title? There we go. There we go. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you need to lay it out for me. I appreciate I it. I pretty much had to put it You out. did. All right, so no <laughs> show tomorrow. We'll see you guys Thursday. Everybody have a fantastic Tuesday and a fantastic Wednesday. Uh, we'll see you guys Thursday at 3 o'clock. Go Cards. Chevrolet